Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. Manny Aurora, the Aurora Law Firm, or as many of you now know him as Mad Dog Manny Aurora, when he stops into the Golden Scissors studio, he is the best when it comes to criminal law. If you got any troubles and you need somebody, reach out to the Aurora Law Firm. The AuroraLawFirm.com, all right? Located in Atlanta, Georgia, but practices nationwide. Now, if you got a question for Manny when he pops into the Golden Scissor Studio, you can call our hotline at 404-369-3825 or shoot us a message from our website, podcastthebs.com. Everybody needs a friend. Everybody needs an ear, and that's why Dr. David Markwell and Ridgeline Counseling are the best at what they do. Ten different therapists who work with Dr. David Markwell at Ridgeline Counseling. If you're in the Georgia area, East Cobb, Marietta, near the Square in McKaysville, right outside of Blue Ridge. And they assist with a wide variety of behavioral health issues like anxiety, depression, relationship issues, parenting issues, trauma, substance use issues, etc., offering virtual sessions if you can't get to the georgia stops the website markwelltherapy.com again markwelltherapy.com fall is right around the corner and the leaves will begin to well fall nobody likes the hassle of cleaning out those gutters that's where inspect all pest services comes in they do gutter cleaning gutter toppers to keep those gutters clean year-round and full gutter replacement in addition to gutters they also do pressure washing to keep your house and driveway looking brand new Inspect all pest services. Call them today. 770-483-2420. 770-483-2420. Mention the BS. Receive 10% off your gutter or pressure washing needs. <laughs> Want to come to a party? The Bailey Show Podcast presents podcast and pours to Halliversary, Saturday, October 29th, starting after the UGA game at Tannery Row in Beaufort, Georgia. Live music from The Verb Pipe. I won't be held responsible. Also, the all-veteran band, Distinct Grace, a live DJ, a live recording of the BS, and two Halloween costume contests, totaling $1,000 in cash prizes. Dollar Store. Less is more. Halloween costume contest. $40 early bird ticket price while they last. And $100 for VIP, which includes free food and a drink. Join everyone from the BS Network as we celebrate Halloween, the one-year anniversary of the podcast, and Bailey getting fired. That's what's up! More details and to purchase tickets, go to podcastthebs.com. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. <laughs> it's time, ladies and gentlemen. After all these years in the radio business, Jason Bailey is finally unfiltered. I don't know what you want. With his bestest buddy and producer, all the way from Mexico, it's Nate, dude. <laughs> Sit back, enjoy. Here is the podcast that is all about intellectually immature nonsense. Are a very particular set of skills. You will love it. Why? Because I'm Jason's neighbor. I'm old man Kevin. <laughs> and by God, this is the BS. All right, here it is, episode 102. 
102, 102 episodes we've done at the BS. Thanks for being here. My name is Jason Bailey in the mobile Golden Scissors studio. Beautiful Mount Dora, Florida. My little Airbnb. Casa. Uh, and all brought to you by Watkins Law Firm. We love Tyler Watkins. One of our fine sponsors at Podcast Imports, too. You can meet Tyler. And he's got a new partner, too. He's doing some rebranding. So you'll be the first to know and get the new swag and talk to him. But uh, landlord-tenant disputes, wrongful death, contracts, transactions, personal injury, trial litigation attorney. I mean, he's the guy. It, you know, it's, it's cool. Our sponsors are great. You know, they know what we're doing. They get what we're doing. And uh, our listeners are just as great. Because you guys are staying in-house, so to speak, and using our sponsors that support us. And I know a few of, of, a few of you have gone to see Tyler. So if you got some legal stuff and, you know, and it fits Tyler's thing, then go to Tyler Watkins. Tyler Watkins, uh, WatkinsLawFirm.LLC. WatkinsLawFirm.LLC, 770-648-4009. All right. The Nader Tater... Vader Masturbator is back. Traveling Max is back home in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. Hey, Not hola. A, oh, what is this? Yeah. How do you say hello in Greece? Um, Greek. Greek, not Greek. Oh, shoot. Uh, Lex, <laughs> how, do I, how, how do we say hello in Greek? Oh, no, no, that's uh, cheers. No, that was also cheers. Oompa. Uh, oh, uh, Calimera. Calimera. Yeah. Like Calamara. Calamari. Yep. Calimera. Calimera. That sounds very British. Calimera. How about, Calimera. E- how about Egyptian? Uh, Shalom. Shalom. That's hello. Yeah. Shalom. I believe so. Uh, unless I was saying it wrong. That's <laughs> <laughs> It's either way. It's, you know, because you, I mean, you want to try to pick up some of the lingo, right? You want to be able to communicate. That's that's what we do here as people, as human beings. We try to communicate. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're a really narrow-minded, closed-minded person, like fuck them if they don't speak me, I ain't talking to them. <laughs> I'm an Egypt, but I'm still speaking English. Yep, because that's what you do. King save the queen now. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or no, King was it? God, God, God saved the king. Yeah, that's what it is. Or maybe it's Salam. I think Shalom is uh, Jewish. Salam. Salama? Salama? Yeah, something like that. Oh. Llamas, camels, I don't know. Salami. Salami. <laughs> salami, salami. <laughs> All right, so we'll uh, we'll have Nate run down his entire story. Uh, I've got questions. His whole trip is phenomenal. Phenomenal trip. Two weeks from Playa del Carmen, Mexico, to Washington, D.C., to Greece, to Egypt, to detours, and it's all kinds of crazy shit that he did, so... Yeah. Uh, now I took a little trip of my own. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> I took Roswell Road all the way down to Florida. So, <laughs> 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 I, because I, I hadn't posted much on my trip. You know, I'm here now, but I hadn't posted much on my trip just because I've been so busy. And uh, I, I finally posted a picture of of a U-Haul, like a trailer U-Haul, five by eight. And with tons of stuff in the back. And I said, I swear I didn't come down here with this thing. And geez, the comments were crazy. Are you moving back? Like all my shit can fit in that (laughs) U-Haul. 
<laughs> really? <laughs> what do you think? I'm 22 years old. Who <laughs> the fuck moves in just a U-Haul? Like that was that was the funniest one out of all of them. And I wanted to. Re- it, somebody's like, oh, he won't reply. I, I maybe I'm not the best at replying to all the comments, but there I, I get quite a few comments. So relax. Um, but sometimes I don't reply because when I do reply, people don't like how I reply. You know, so it's not that I'm trying to be a dick, but I'm trying to, you know, goof like you're goofing. And then when I goof, for some reason, it comes across as not a goof. Oh, you got him. He's all pissed off now. And then I got to get into this back and forth with you people. So that's why I don't reply a lot of times. But I do see all the comments. I read all the comments. My wife replies a lot for me. So she does a good job. So uh, anyway, the, the whole trip was to come down to reconnect with my mother. And we talked about that before you left, right? Uh, no, I mean, you and I did, but, uh, I wasn't on any of those shows. Oh, really? See, so oh, you don't know the whole thing. What do you know? Yeah, I mean, like I've talked to you when she contacted you and stuff. So I know about that. I just, well, I don't know what you've talked neither. about on the show since then. Oh, okay. Me neither. But so I'll, I'll, I'll kind of <laughs> go to the beginning. Okay. So she reaches out. Um, she sends me a long text. This was a couple of weeks ago. This is a little while back. And. And she's, she's got some health issues. She's 76 years old now. That's old. I don't remember it. My mother at 76. This is a, this has been a, this has been a, this has been a very mind fuck trip. I'll tell you that. And, and not a manipulative trip on her part by no stretch. Uh, she's been fantastic for me. This has been a very emotional trip. Uh, I'm sure. And, and, and as many of you know, I don't get emotional very often. Actually, I get, I get more emotional. I've gotten more emotional in my older, as I've gotten older for some reason, you know, yeah, pe- people, I think we all do. people think of me as this like cold blooded guy. I mean, I could be a, you know, I could be that guy, but I'm actually a pretty emotional guy. Like, you know, I might keep it to myself or I might go down to my office and, you know, I got no problem crying. Like I've accepted crying. I, I'm okay with crying. You know, I'll, do, I'll even do it in public. I'll do it in front of people, but I, I, I'm fine with it. It actually feels good. You know, I, I broke down on this trip uh, because, so all right, let me go back. So she reaches out and she says, you know, she's 76. She's got health issues and she's going to have this heart surgery. So there's a non-cancerous tumor that's on the, I forget the whole wording of it, but there's a non-cancerous tumor on the valve that, opens and closes your heart. Okay. So she's got to get surgery on that. And she's like, I'm healthy as a horse. Doctor says, everything's going to be fine. And I I was like, you know, was there any risk this surgery? He's like, there is more of a risk of you getting in the car and driving to Sarasota. So it looks like it's going to be fine. If she's telling me the truth, I I don't know if she is, you know, she's not doing it to lie, to be a liar face, but she's doing it to, to, protect me so you don't worry right and so you know i haven't spoken to my mom in over 15 years i want to say 2000 2009 2008 you know i don't know do the math that was about the last time i spoke to her and i'm not going to rehash the whole why and all that stuff but if you know you know and i said to rachel's like what do you want to do because my mother is like i've got all this stuff that i want to give to you if God forbid, if something were to happen to me, I've got all this stuff that I want to give to you and I want you to make sure it's in your hands. You know, I don't want it to be one of those things where something happens to me. You get a phone call from whoever 
and they're like, just come in and get stuff, and you not know what it is and the story behind it and this and this and that. At that time, I was like, all right, Jason, just let it go. Let it go. And, you know, it took a lot of soul searching on this trip because, you know, my ego, my pride, and there's a bunch of things involved in this thing. Um, and I've never said I've never, I, I've always said I've never stopped loving my mother. She's my mother. You're always going to love your mother. Right. I just didn't like the situations, numerous situations. And I held, yeah. and I held a lot of animosity too from my past. Well, yeah. And it's hard to let go of some of those things. Cause you feel like you're, you're being like contradictory or you're going back on how you felt. And, and, but I think that's okay. I think it's okay to to realize maybe how you felt in the past, you can let that go and, and move on from that. I think that's good. I, I want, I want you to give me an honest answer, Nate. Okay. I want to ask you a mm. question and I need an, an honest answer from you. Okay. Is it better for a person, not necessarily me, but this is totally my situation, but is it better, better or worse for a person to, in this case, not talk to their family member, hold a grudge for all these years, and then reconcile and say, okay, the past is the past, or to live with it and continue to build animosity into God knows what would have happened over the last 15 years, right? And what type of person it would have shaped me or her, you know, when you're surrounded by a bunch of negativity and lies and this and this and that. So, like, I'm trying to figure out if... If I know what I'm doing is right, I know what I've done is right, but yeah. I'm trying to think of if I was wrong in the in the past 15 years or how wrong I was. I should say I know I was probably wrong, but how wrong I was. Yeah, I, th- I think that's hard to say because um, if you know the reasons that you you weren't talking to her, she, just as you've grown, she's probably also grown. So let's say you did this reconciliation 10 years ago or something. Yeah. There's a chance that you guys would have both made amends and got over the things that were bothering each other. And you could have had 10 years of, you know, having grandma being in your kid's life and uh, you know, spending time with your, your new family. Um, But then there's also a chance that maybe she, you and her both hadn't matured at those times and it would have just fallen apart again. So I think it's kind of hard to say. Um, So I wouldn't like, you know, pine on that that oh we could have fixed this a long time ago because it might have not been the right time maybe this is the perfect time for it to happen yeah timing is everything you know but uh, so i i make the decision to come down here obviously and i was like well i'll just put the stuff in my truck whatever it is i'm thinking there's just a couple things knowing my mother you know she, she just always wants to oh you know give you give me stuff you know stuff in the house stuff in the house stuff. a lot of stuff i could never use i mean this has been going on my whole life very sweet, very motherly thing to do, but, you know, it's like, all right, I'm good. Thank you. Uh, so I figured I'd be able to put all this stuff in my truck. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> so we, we meet up, we come down, uh, and then that night we, you know, we, we, we checked into our Airbnb, and we were in walking distance of downtown Mount Dora. If you've never been to downtown Mount Dora, it's very cool. I used to come here. Actually, I used to bring my dates here a lot. Uh, it's a very cool date place because you can walk around and you can get, you know, coffee and nice lunch or dinner. And, you know, especially during Christmas time, it's a little bit north of central Florida. So you got a little bit of chill and, you know, it's, and it's, it's, it's historic. Uh, 
it's it's almost very Georgia like. You know, it's yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's like a North Georgia, like a small town village. It's like a walkable locals type of place. It's like a Blue Ridge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like a Blue Ridge, and, and there's a lot of stuff to do. I mean, a lot of shops to go into, and there's not as many antique shops anymore. But there, you know, we we got down uh, last Saturday, and when we checked in. And we're like, well, let's just, you know, and I know everything closes early. So it was like 930 when I was like, let's just walk over. I mean, it's only a couple blocks up the street. I've been in the truck all, you know, for the last seven hours. I was like, let's go walk around. And so Rach and I walked down there and we run into Oktoberfest. They're having an Oktoberfest. I was like, oh, cool. They're like, come on in. I was like, all right, neat. So we got bracelet, you know, wristbands, and we went in, and they're like, we close in 25 minutes. I was like, oh, shit. Let's, let's get our Oktoberfest on for 25 minutes. <laughs> so that, that, was, that was fun. And then we come well, back. And it's also known as the, the psychic capital of the world. Like, I remember, like, in college, a lot of my girlfriends would go there and, uh, and go get their tarot cards read and things like that. Really? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. That's like the main attraction there is like the psychics. I guess there's like psychics everywhere. I haven't seen one at all. Yeah. Well, you should go find one and ask them if they know why you're down here. See if, if, they, or if they're if, legit. Or if they're available <laughs> for podcasts and pours too, because I'm yeah. still looking for a tarot card reader. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Hey, you want to ride up? You want to make sure So the next, uh, we, we made plans for the next morning, which would have been this past Sunday, to... Uh, you're probably going to hear some lawn equipment out here because in Florida, there's not a minute that goes by that you don't hear lawn equipment. Oh yeah. Uh, so we made plans to go have breakfast and I was my, now my mother lives nearby. I don't say exactly where she lives, but she lives nearby about 10 minutes away, 15 minutes away. And uh, she's, I said, where do you want to go eat? And she started, she rattles off like I hop. It's got to be a, mom pa place around here that's pretty good right and then she rattles off this mom pa place i was like oh okay that sounds i mean just that's probably where we should go anyway and then she goes but my favorite is denny's <laughs> i was gonna say that if it was denny's my, my, my mother's never said that you know that was the first sign and i didn't even seen her yet i'm like denny's you, you have to understand when i was a kid growing up we had, my mother had two husbands, you know, the first stepdad, which took us out of poverty. I mean, we legit were poor people. I had two shirts and one pair of pants. We had no furniture in our house. We were really fortunate when we got groceries. I mean, we were poor, but we lived in a house, a, a nice house, uh, not a nice house, but a cookie cutter community house. The reason for that was my mother did not want me to grow up in a bad part of town. So she was like, I'm going to spend all my money on this mortgage versus you know no furniture no nothing like we had mattresses on the floor like i didn't realize it at the time i just thought it was normal yeah she meets my first stepdad he's a captain of u.s air on u.s air uh the airplane stuff he i mean he, he made good money but to us he was wealthy then we moved into this big house on the water and christmases were filled with stuff i mean it was crazy now the you know, the offset that you had to deal with this psycho who was a, who was a total asshole who beat both of us. You know, I mean, like this, guy was a, this guy was a lunatic. So we had to deal with that. <clears throat> then the second husband, but still we were, we financially we were taken care of. The second husband was way richer. He was a multimillionaire. 
Right? This is the guy that designed as an architect the first Pepsi plant in Japan. And so we really were living the good life. We moved into this really upscale neighborhood. Mean Gene Okerlund was my neighbor. Monica Sellis was almost going to buy the house across the street. <clears throat> I mean, that's how upscale it was. So I was, I was living the good life, right? Until they got divorced, and then we were poor again. Uh, but I was old enough to get a job and you know, whatnot. So anyway, for her to say Denny's from the mother I remember, not bagging on Denny's because I like Denny's. Don't get me wrong, but you got to understand where I'm coming from. I'm expecting her to say, oh, we're going to go to, uh, you know, Aunt Rena's. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a really cool, you know, it, it's, it was just weird. So we go to Denny's and I was like, <laughs> what do you think my big, my first worry was? When you're meeting somebody you either don't know or haven't seen them in a long time, but you're meeting them at a restaurant, what's the most awkward situation? Like where you sit? Before that is if you're waiting for a seat, you know, and you don't, oh, want, yeah. you don't want to get into any conversation like in the lot, like when you're standing and waiting or sitting, right? you know, you like, you want to save all the good stuff for when you're there. Yeah. That small talk in the waiting room. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going, oh my God it's a Sunday. This place is going to be slammed. It's Denny's. Every old person for the last, you know, for 20 miles is coming to this place. We walk in, there's nobody there, but we run into her in the parking lot. So she was parking as we were parking and we get out and she's like squinting. And she's like, is that you? And it's me, Rach and, and Ariel, my daughter. And we see her and, you know, I said this, I said, hi, mom. This is my wife, Rachel, and she sticks out her hand, and then Rachel goes in and gives her a hug. Um, Rachel's great with stuff like this. She is. Yeah. She should she should sell her body to help people in situations like this. She is so <laughs> phenomenal. She's so great. And then uh, Ariel did the same thing. I think she hugged her. And then I hugged her, and she didn't expect that. I could tell. Then we go in, and it was fine. You know, it was, I gave her a, my court caddy and, and I gave her the premium package. I gave her the t-shirt, the squeeze <laughs> ball, I gave her everything. And she was like, what is this? And she was just so, she was so excited to hear about, you know, our lives. And I really kind of let Rach do everything. And, you know, we talked a lot about Ariel and, you know, and how proud of her, uh, of her we are and this and this and that. And I was like, please, I just don't want to talk about the past. I don't, I mean, like we can talk about Graham and I don't want to talk about yeah. any negatives from the past. I just don't, right. I don't want to be cornered and say, Hey, look, you know what we went through and this, I don't want to bring that up at all. I just want that to die. I don't want to, I'm never going to talk about it again. Um, at least the way that I talked about it before I was angry. I'm not saying I was right. And I'm most likely, actually, I'll tell you, I was wrong for years. I was wrong. Some of the things that I said were uncalled for, uh, and truth be told, I, I said them for shock value. I really did. I, I said them to be, you know, the radio business can do some really shitty things to you. Um, but truth be told, I mean, I'm not saying I, I, I didn't mean them and, and I was lying or anything. I just was angry and I, I, I like to push things to the farthest extent as possible to get a reaction from people. And in the process of doing that, I hurt some people and I'm sorry for that. I, I, I was wrong. There's no doubt about it. I was wrong. Anyway, uh, so ever since then, you know, the whole trip, 
you know, then we go over to her house and she lives in this cute little place, you know, that's big enough for her, needs some work, uh, but she's got a lot of stuff in there and she's got a lot of animals, a lot of animals. What kind of animals? Like dogs uh, or cats or alligators? Chickens? No. <laughs> no, she's she's got she's got six dogs and she's got a couple cats. Oh wow! Yeah, and her AC hasn't she hasn't used her AC in four years. Oh, it runs in the family. You got like six dogs too. Uh, we might be coming back with one actually. Uh, oh, buddy. <laughs> oh, no. Um. So my mom's always been you know a lover of pets and this and this and that, but that the, there are some things that need to be done in her place. And and I I wanted to help out, so so you um, called Jeremiah fucking sample. I did. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> I was just kidding. Actually, I did. <laughs> I asked him for advice on on how to how to how to do something, but I did. Yeah, of course, that's where my go to. Jeremiah fucking sample, yeah, of course. Yeah, he's the mentor. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're absolutely right. I, and I called my buddy PJ with AT and T. And I called my buddy Tilly for yeah. I called a lot of people. Yeah, uh, the network. Like, yeah, the network. I was like, look, I'm here for like 48 more hours, and I need some contacts. I need some help. And they all delivered. Uh, they were great. PJ was fantastic. So she doesn't have internet. So here was the first thing. I said, I go, what do you do for entertainment? Because she's like, I stay at home all the time. You know, I, I don't go out after seven. You know, she's legit 76, dude. I mean, she is, yeah. she's an older woman. And That's why she loves Denny's. But she's got friends. Actually, I met one of her friends. She was very pleasant. Very, very nice woman. Um, not that I expected her not to be, but... She happened to be downtown Mount Dora when we were walking around, and my mom's on her phone. Like, <laughs> so it's just fucking weird, dude. My mother is 76. She's doing and acting like my grandmother, and, and I'm still a kid, at least in my head. I mean, I'm 47 years old. I'm almost 50 years old, but in my head, I'm still a kid. So when I see her do these things, these mannerisms and and say these certain things and be shocked by certain pieces of technology and stuff. Like I'm, I, it, it, it gives me this flashback to when I was a kid at my grandmother's house being like, Graham, it's not that big of a deal that Optimus prime turns into a robot watch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it, it's, it's the weirdest thing. I hope people can appreciate this episode. I really hope people can appreciate this because I'm pouring my guts out to you guys. Uh, so um, I said, what do you do? So when she gets a phone call, no matter what she's doing, she answers it. Okay. It's like yeah, old school. Yeah. Like when the phone rings at the house, you pick it up, right? You don't ignore it. Uh, yeah. This is her cell phone is a phone before star uh, before caller ID, right? When you would just pick it up yeah. and she's got this, uh, this, this older LG that's cracked that needs to be replaced, which I'm going to, take care of all that here eventually but uh and she loves it because it's big and everything but when it rings she enhances it and so we're walking around i'm, ta- I'm like in the middle of a conversation the reason i'm saying it like this because we're in the middle of a conversation and her phone rings and that motherfucker is loud <laughs> it's like <laughs> ring ring <laughs> like you're looking around going oh shit is there a fire <laughs> and it's always like the ringtone from a like 12 years ago. Yeah, I've never heard this ringtone, by the way. <laughs> That's why my ears like, what is that noise? Is somebody breaking into a store? What's going on? So uh, so she answers it in the middle of the conversation. 
And and I'm trying not, you know, I, I'm I'm trying to be a I'm, I'm trying to be a better person than I'm trying to be a better son in this short period of time than I have been probably my whole life. To be honest with you, I got a lot of making up to do. So I, I just I, I you know in the years past I would have gotten angry, and she made she would always make me angry because it was a my way or the highway. Like I knew and she didn't. I'm not right on this at all. Again, th- this whole conversation is, Jason, you're an asshole, and you've been totally wrong about a lot of stuff with this situation. So I- I'm at your mercy for those that are listening right now, so please go easy on me. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be a- as honest as possible here. And I hope this can, you know, people can relate to this if they've got a situation like this and, and whatnot. But anyway, so she answers it, and it's her friend, and her friend's down there. She's like, I'd like to meet your son. I was like, all right, cool. So, you know, so we run into her and she's a, such a pleasant woman. She's British and she's like lived everywhere in the world. I was like, oh, you're, I said something stupid. I, was, I didn't know what to say. I was like, oh, you remind me of my friend, Nate. What? <laughs> I am a British woman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I, after I said that, I was like, what the fuck? That's <laughs> the stupidest thing. You can say. <laughs> oh, hey, you're from Britain. Uh, I love tea. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so we're, we're downtown Mount Dora. It's the first day that I've seen my mother in over 15 years. It's me, my mother, my wife, our daughter, her new friend we bump into. And then who else do we bump into? I didn't know that they were going to show up until last minute. Rachel's family shows up. Oh, they drove up from Orlando. <laughs> so Rachel's mother... <laughs> Rachel's father and their good friend, which happens to be Ariel's godmother. I didn't even, I never even met before they show up. So we all congregate and meet in this little hallway. That just happened. where happened to where we all run into each other, just doing introductions and stuff like this. I take everybody out to lunch. I think I took everybody out to lunch. Did I take everybody? No, they had already eaten lunch. So yeah. So we walked around and did the shops and stuff and, and it was kind of cool because, you know, Rachel's mother, you could tell she was just trying to be protective of me. And she did one of these things when we walk into a store. She, I opened the door for her. She goes, thank you. I said, oh, of course. And she goes, everything okay? <laughs> like, blink. You want me <laughs> yeah, blink if you need help. <laughs> well, it's funny. So was, was your mom, like, put off by the surprise guests or anything? Or, like, could you sense anything? Well, I, I started to think about it, and I was, I was thinking like, is this rude, you know, to have all these people involved in this in this thing? And I said something to Rach. I asked her advice. I said, you know, her, her opinion. I said, is it is it weird? Is it rude? And she goes, No, I I know why you're asking me that. She says, and she goes, You you know, you're right to ask that question and to think that, uh, especially because of your relationship and how you grew up and stuff, but. She goes, I think it was, one, it was helpful as a buffer. Uh, it, it relaxed everything. And two, you know, it was a, 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 a super dose of this is your life. Like everything that's your life that has been your life for, you know, 10 plus years, she's getting a glimpse of it all at one time. And Rachel, like, I think she appreciates that because uh, she wants family. You know, and she hasn't had family. You know, I was really her only family, and I hadn't been there for her. 
So now she's got this built-in family. She's got a granddaughter, right? All right. Two two grandkids. You know, Caleb wasn't able to come up, but baby steps. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> baby steps, this whole thing. <laughs> uh, so, you know, that was fine. And then we go over to her house. And like I said, there are some things that need to be done. Like she hasn't had AC for four years. So I've got the AC guy coming over. Uh, Jesus, in Florida? Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to take care of that, and that that's that's being taken care of. So I going back to I said, what do you what do you do? You know, I, I go, what do you do for entertainment? I didn't see a TV or anything. So what do you do for entertainment? And she goes, she goes, I'll watch movies. I said, oh, I didn't see a TV. She goes, yeah, it's in the cabinet. I said, oh, okay, I, it's in the cabinet. That's fine. I said, uh, what do you what are you watching? You know. Thinking that she's going to say like, oh yeah, I just got done Dahmer or something, you know, something like that. Yeah. She goes, I go to the library and rent movies because they let you rent them for free. Oh, that's right. Hmm. Cool. So you know, Fletch two, Grease two, those kind of things. Well, if that's the case, I'm going to the library to rent movies. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And she, she, they are DVD at least. They're not VHS. And she's got this little DVD player, and she puts it in there, and she watches her movies. And I said, you, you know that you can stream movies. Have you ever heard of streaming movies? And she goes, I've heard of something like that. And I said, yeah, it's very simple. You know, w- w- let me look at your TV and you know, see if it's a smart TV. And if not, we can make it a smart TV. You know, just get your Roku. No big deal. <clears throat> she goes, for, for hours, she was trying to remember Roku. She was like, Hoku, Haku, Hiku. You know, like, what is that? What is that? Th- so uh, I, I went I went in and I looked at her TV. Not a smart TV. It's a flat. It's a little flat screen TV. It's a small TV, but uh, but it had like four HDMI inputs. I was like Jesus. I was like I don't even think my TVs have four HDMI inputs. Yeah. I was like, we'll just get you a Roku and and we'll make it a smart TV. And you know, I'm kind of explaining to her what's going to happen next is that you'll just turn on the television. There's going to be a box that'll say with an N in it. It'll be Netflix. And I showed her the pictures and stuff. You're going to click on that. I'm going to give you a password that you're going to put in, you know, and then you can just pick whatever movie you want to pick. And you've got an entire movie. Netflix is fine for you. You don't have to have a bunch of apps. Let's start off with Netflix. Let's start off slow. She was like, cool. Then I started to think, do you have Wi-Fi? Do you have internet? And she goes, oh, no. I don't have that. Oh, we need to get you internet. So that's when I called my buddy PJ with AT&T and I said, uh, you got somebody out here. And so he made a few calls and then they have a third party that they deal with in this area or her area. And so I called them and they were great. And they're, they're coming out uh, next couple days to, to give her internet. So like I'm changing her world, man, you know, and nice. Yeah. This is a lot of regret. I know some people are thinking that right now going, Bailey, you have a lot of regret with all this stuff you're doing. You are 110% correct. This is me trying to make do make good. I should say. Well, even if, even without that, like you if you guys never had a falling out, you do that for your mom anyway, you know? So I don't know, maybe some regret, but I think it's just you being a good person and that's what you would do regardless. If it was somebody you cared about. You're right. I would. And yes, I would. You're, you are correct. And then the other thing was the uh, the gr- the gr- the garage door, it, something happened. It broke. Right, it's it's not working properly, and there's no lock on it. So her house is like wide open, and I said, 
let's try to fix this. So I tried to fix it. I couldn't fix it. Called my buddy, Shannon. I was like, dude, he works on garage doors. I was like, uh, the garage door guys. I was like, known these guys for years. He tried to walk me through it. He did a great job trying to walk me through it, but he could, we couldn't figure it out. So I got a garage door company coming over. I was like, going to fix that. So I feel like I've done good. But then we get to the stuff that she wants to give me. And it's a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. I hadn't seen this stuff, thought about this stuff, vaguely remembered a lot of this stuff until we started going down memory lane. And there's some really valuable things. Because, again, my mother had expensive taste back in the day. And we had a lifestyle where she could afford this stuff. And so, uh, you know, I mean, this is 30, 40 years ago. Some of this stuff is my grandmother's from the 1920s, 1930s. You know, there's there's crystal, like all this crystal, these crystal goblets. And, I mean, I don't know where the fuck we're going to put them or use them, but there's just tons of stuff. So I had to go up to the store and get some plastic tubs. And I started loading them into my truck. And I'm going, there's no way my truck's going to fit this. And, and, and I didn't want to stack them on my truck and drive all the way back to Georgia. And I was like, where are we going to put our suitcases? Like, Because my truck and my bed is not that big. It's a six-foot bed. I guess I'll have to come back down, you know, with a bigger truck or something. I was like, huh, I don't want to do that. I'll just go get a U-Haul trailer. So I went and got a U-Haul trailer. And, uh, and and I almost took the hitch off my truck on this trip. Like, I've kept it on forever. And I almost, for whatever reason, took it off, but I left it on. Thank God I did. And not that I couldn't get another one. But so now I, I have an entire 5 by 8 U-Haul trailer parked in front of my Airbnb on the road filled with stuff, (laughs) tons of stuff. I mean, like tons and tons of stuff, valuable stuff. She brings out this painting from like 1927 and it's one of one from some, I guess, big deal artist. And she was like, yeah, it was a couple hundred bucks back in those days. I was like, Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, his name's like, what is it? Pistachio? Picasso? Pist- is that it? <laughs> Pistachio. <laughs> I used to hook up with his friend. <laughs> Graham used to date his friend, yeah. Pistachio or something. He was, like, he was like, I love you. Here, take this little doodle I did. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, she, gave, she, she had all these old wood tennis rackets. You know, they were for display. I mean, she didn't use them or anything, but uh, so I, you know, I'm not looking at value for these. I'm not like going, Oh, I can't wait to sell all this stuff. It's just, I didn't know this. I said to her, I go, don't you want to sell this? You can make a ton of money off of it. She's like, I'm 76 years old. I don't want to push buttons. (laughs) She goes, I've (laughs) tried to sell stuff on Facebook marketplace. Um, but it's just, you know, people are trying to negotiate this. Like, it's just too much of a headache. She's like, I'd rather it go to you. You do whatever you want with it. Um, but I know it's in good hands and you can appreciate it. And then there is this box that I remembered, but I didn't remember. And I looked at it and it was, it, it was like, wasn't part of the, everything that she was, we had in this area that was coming with me. It was kind of off to the side and it caught my eye and I go, I grabbed it and I go, how do I know this box? And she goes, that was Lloyd's box. That was my first stepdad. And he had this box, like a cigar box, 
you know, boxes, I guess they're kind of still a thing, you know, but boxes used to be a, a thing thing, like cigar boxes for display and, you know, jewelry and stuff like that. And, and I said, oh, this is what he had on his dresser, I think, or on his desk, one of the two. But I remember the box. And she goes, yeah, that was his box. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. She goes, what's your box now? And I said, oh, okay, cool. You know, it's a box, you know, whatever. So I pick it up and there's something, there's stuff in it. And I go, oh, what's in it? And she goes, oh, that's yours too. And it's a bunch of jewelry. And I go, these are, I go, this is Graham's jewelry. She says, yeah. So it was my grandmother's pearls, her, uh, her brooches. And like, she was a big brooch woman, you know, put on the thing. Mm-hmm. And then I'm kind of digging around in this jewelry. Um, you know, Graham didn't have expensive jewelry, but I'm digging around this jewelry and there's a watch. It was Graham's watch. And I haven't thought about that watch in a very, very long time. And I picked up that watch and I just started bawling my eyes out. I could, that, was, that was when everything just kind of came to a head and I just lost it. And I walked, to, I walked back to my truck. To, I was like, oh, my God. I like, I, like I could, I could, it, it was almost like when I picked up the watch, I, would put my, I was putting my hand around my grandmother's wrist. That's yeah. the feeling that I had when I picked up the watch. Wow. Yeah. And just all that stuff that you probably haven't seen in years. I mean, even expensive or not, just like the memories it probably broke back, uh, brought back is just crazy. I'm sure. Nuts. Absolutely bizarre. Everything about this whole thing has been bizarre. And so, you know, we've gone to breakfast and we've, you know, helped her out at the house and, you know, and, uh, we've done dinners every night and, uh, and, and, you know, it's, it's been a very, the, the few days that we spent here were a very, it felt a lot longer. Let's just put it that way. I mean, we, we were up 6am and going till, you know, 10 or 11 every day doing stuff constantly you know, um, you know, we loaded her up with a bunch of, you know, she, I knew she wouldn't have accepted it. And that's the other thing. She's like, uh, we took her out to this really nice dinner. That's something Rach and I have to have a conversation about. Rach is picking these restaurants lately that are too expensive. I mean, <laughs> like, like, like she did this the other night too with her parent when her parents came up to our house. She's like, I want to take you to this restaurant. They got this and this and that. I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, it's pricey. I'm not quite sure. You know, when, when you sit down, you don't realize it. And you don't want to sit there and go, oh, guys, why don't you do the chicken instead of the lobster? You know, you don't want to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> but when you look at the prices, you're going, oh, it's not. That's fine. It's, you know, but then it all adds up. And then when you get your check, yeah. it's like $300. What the fuck? So Rach picks this restaurant and it's a nice, nice restaurant. And she picked it because of the name. Yeah, it's called the Goblin Market or something. And we go in and we sit down and, you know, like it was okay. I mean, like the, the menu was fine. It was, you know, I, I wasn't in the mood for steak or something. I was actually in the mood for salmon. So I was in the mood for fish. And so, you know, we got fish and a salad and, and an appetizer. And we had a couple of drinks and this and this and that. We get the bill. It's like almost $400. And, and so I say, my, my mom gets up and goes to the bathroom. I said to Rich, I go, look, you picked dinner the last two times when we've gone out with our families. You're done. Okay. <laughs> I'm picking dinners. She goes, why? I go, because both, I go, two dinners, you've cost me almost $1,000. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at it. It looks like you're eating in a library. 
Yeah, it's it's pretty dark in there. It's it's yeah. it's like an old house. Most of the places in Mount Dora are like yeah. that. Well, no, they literally have like books everywhere too. It's like walls of books. Yeah, walls of books. You know. So. Yeah. Dang. But yeah, but you, but when we were there, that's why you go to Denny's. Exactly. So when we were there again, something I'm not used to from my mother. She's looking at the menu and she's like, "This is thirty nine dollars for this meal." That's fine. I don't mind paying forty dollars for. I mean, that's pretty cheap actually for a nice meal, uh, especially in, like some places in Atlanta. I was like, "That's fine, mom. It's get it. You know, you're okay. I I got it. It's fine." She's like, "I don't know if I can I can sit here through a forty dollar piece of fish," and my heart <laughs> just broke. You know, it's like that's not the mom I used to know. The mom I used to know would have been like. Ugh. I hope this fish is good for $39. <laughs> she wasn't a snob, but she was kind of a snob. Yeah, I was, I was a snob. the finer things. Yeah, I mean, when you grow up in that lifestyle, you just kind of... But, you know, where she's at in life now, it's very simple and very simplistic, and there's a budget. And, uh, and you know, she's 76. She can't work, you know? So she's, you know, I guess her neighbor's an asshole, and she's getting fined by the city of where she lives because she put up a fence to divide him because he's such an asshole, you know, and it's, 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 it's crazy, you know, like, so now I've got this drama in my life again. Uh, I don't know if it's drama, but I'm definitely going to have more stories because <laughs> it's not just my immediate family anymore. Um, so that's, that's pretty much the trip, I think in a nutshell so far. Oh, that's cool. That's good. I'm glad. Well, and that's like, that, that seems pretty common for people. I mean, that's why I, Denny's is so big in Florida because once you get to that retired age, you, you don't have an income, so you're a little tighter with your money. So try not to spend it on fancy dinners like that. So she was probably shocked uh, with uh, the the restaurant there. But I mean, I'm, I'm glad you went down there and, and you met up with her. Was, did it ever get like awkward at any points, or was it always kind of a flow of conversation because you had so many people there? No, it was a flow. It, there was, um. Yeah, it was. It wasn't. It wasn't awkward. It wasn't awkward. Nothing's been awkward. Um, That's good. I Did think, she ever cry? No, not yet. But I. I, I so. I, I think the if anything has been awkward, it's been internally. You know, with one just, the worry. Yeah, the worry and wanting to help and. You know, some of the situations that she's she's got going on at the house that I want to remedy um, and, and and fix up. And, you know, again, Rach is an area I've been so great. Like right now, they're over her house washing her dogs for her. Um, yeah. So, you know, we're trying to clean up a little bit. And, 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 and so we went and got, you know, this puppy stuff. And, you know, they're in there, you know, just helping out and, and doing what they can to, to, to help out and stuff. So. It's, um, it's been a thing, you know, it's, it's definitely pretty heavy. It's, it's pretty, yeah. heavy, you know, so it's, uh, it's been a thing, but you know what? Uh, one of the things I did kind of think about is if I were still in radio, I don't know if I would have come to, on this trip. Yeah. Because yeah, you I probably honestly wouldn't be able to, cause you'd have to squeeze it all in in a weekend. Cause you'd have the show to do on Monday. You'd have to be back. And, uh, yeah, it's probably more therapeutic to not have that pressure. And then also having to make it a thing on the air. You know, you can kind of do whatever you want with it here uh, on the podcast. Um, so, yeah, I think it it probably did go better than if you were in, in radio still. 
Yeah, it, because I, I was, as you well know, I was a stickler for never wanting to miss a show for numerous reasons. One, because when I was gone, they went to shit. And two, uh, I couldn't go because no one else could host. And so I, I like, I, I'd always, and I, 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 ne- I hated missing radio shows. Like my whole career, it's always been like that. I just hate to miss a day because you just never know. That's what's exciting about radio, live radio is that you just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, you're going to have some bad days, but those really, really good days, those what they we call radio gold, that phone call, you know, if you're not there, you're not going to experience it. So I, I, I hated missing shows. Uh, I, I loved being on the radio. I loved going in and, and you know, my attendance record. Like, you, you could count probably how many sick days I took in radio my whole career on both hands, to be honest with you. Just it never was. I just always I'd show up one way or the other. Yep. So anyway, um, so that's that, and nice. this is obviously a to be continued. Yeah. Well, where? Yeah, I guess you maybe you don't know, but where does it go from here? Is it is she ever going to come up and visit Georgia, or that's still yeah to well, be said? So we're going to have to figure out because she's got a bunch of animals. So oh, true. You know, she can't bring them with her, and British Carol can watch them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I, yes, I, the next, like, I'm going to invite her up. Um, I want to take her to the cabin. And so she can experience that. She's like, there's mountains in Georgia. Oh, I'd love to see mountains. And I was like, yeah, there's mountains in Georgia. We can take you up to the cabin. She, she, I mean, she would, she'd go, if she went up there. She would just, I don't want to say die, but you know, she would be in, yeah, in all be thrilled. Yeah. Just be thrilled to be up at, at, at Paradise city. So I'd like to try to do that. I just don't know how to do that when she's got all these animals. Yeah. So that's kind of a thing. So, we'll so then that's when, uh, Rachel's parents come in and watch the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a situation, you know. Now a lot of these animals are older, so they might not be here in a month. Um, you know, God forbid. But that, that's, yeah. they're they're older. They're older dogs. So uh, anyway, um, I was going to invite her to the the party, but I don't know if that's a good idea. Like, hey, you want to come up for a Halloween party? You remember the verb pipe from ninety <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seven? I just rented the DVD from the library yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, I've got their greatest hits. They did. They put out a DVD. It's, it's like really good. <laughs> I know exactly who they are. I'm watching it right now. This is fantastic. Anyway, uh, podcastthebs.com. The tickets are available. Please get them going into this weekend. We're, we're, I mean, we're getting closer and closer, and I'm sweating bullets, <laughs> especially during the weekend. Like I'm thinking the weekends are going to be the big pop with finding out you guys are coming. And, uh, like last weekend was kind of a letdown. I was like, this is like weekends, the time to buy the tickets. This is the time to get the tickets. You know, it seems to be the weekdays when you guys are getting the tickets. Either way, I want you there. I want to know where you're going, please. You're giving me anxiety. You're giving me acid reflux. I'm getting indigestion because I want this to be so successful. If this is successful, the next one's going to be even bigger. I already have the bands in mind that I want to pick, uh, but we've got to blow this up. Like we're in this together. Just like I tell you with the, you know, likes and shares of their content on social media. And you guys are great. Josh Evans is Josh Evans, Michael Davis, 
uh, you guys, I mean, I know a lot, a couple other people do it too, but you two guys in particular, you guys are rock stars when, when it comes to sharing our content on social media. Thank you for that. Because that's how we grow is through your network, everybody's network, you know, not just our own, but yours as well. So thanks for sharing our stuff. And then put the little comment in there. It's like, Hey, this, you know, I think there was a, a God, I don't know her name, but there was a woman that had shared something and she had tagged some people in her network and she said, this is the podcast that I'm always ranting about and that she loves. And then she kind of broke down what we do. She's like, they talk personal and they talk this and they talk this. It was really cool. And then her people were replying, okay, I'll check it out or something like that. So that's the stuff we need. Same thing with the the events. You know, Podcast and Pours 2, Halliversary, Saturday, October 29th, Tannery Row, Buford, Georgia. The Verve Pipe is headlining. We also have Distinct Grace playing. We have two Halloween costume contests, one being the dollar store, $500, top prize, winner takes all. Everybody will get a little something, something, probably from the BS merch tent, uh, which will have new merch available there. Not event merch, but we'll have new merch available there. We have a haunted vendor village with some fantastic uh, vendors there. Georgia Hemp Company, which Nate is very excited about. Yeah. I met them when I was doing the tennis tournament. They're really, really cool people. Uh, Their product is excellent, phenomenal. Like, we, we got a lot of the stuff for the dogs. You know, CBD is good for the dogs. Inspect All Pest Services, Hobo Fire, uh, Watkins Law Firm, and My Karma Creations will be out there. My Karma Creations is actually taking orders. They do custom tumblers, and they're already getting orders from the two percenters. So if you, whatever you want, they're going to have some BS logo ones. They're going to have some event ones too. But you can get a hold of My Karma Creations. I think you have a link uh, to them on our website, right? Right. Yep. Okay. So you can get a hold of them and place an order and have it done by then, and she can bring it with her. I think that's how it works. So it's pretty cool. We've got a ton of their tumblers, like especially like Roswell High School and bedazzly kind of things and stuff like that. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. Um, VIP, you know, uh, that still holds true. The VIP tickets are over half sold out. So if that interests you, you can get the VIP tickets. They're still available. And then the GAs, uh, you know, just as good, right? You just don't get the free food and the special seating, but you're right there on the floor. You know, right in front of stage, the, 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 the stage. It's going to be great. So uh, all the details, podcastthebs.com. You want to be in the dollar store contest, you have to sign up beforehand. Uh, $15, you can spend it any dollar stores, like Dollar General, any type of dollar stores. And it could be numerous stores. But you have to, that has to be your costume. You can't have anything else on uh, with your costume, like from home or something. Now, jeans are fine, you know, because you've you got to have pants on, right? If you do have pants. Uh, but uh, you have to sign up beforehand for that. And I've got a couple more spots uh, available. You can do that on podcastthebs.com. If you want to be a sponsor, a couple sponsors, a couple more. i got a couple more spots in the Haunted Vendor Village. You can be a part of that. Just get a hold of me. Again, podcastthebs.com. Tickets, podcastthebs.com. Take you right to the Eventbrite page. You can just purchase them, and we'll see you there. If you want to stay in a hotel, if it's kind of a, a trip and traveling, you want to stay the night out there. We have discounted hotel rates at a nearby hotel. I think it's the Marriott. There's a link, podcastthebs.com. There's less than 10 rooms available. All right? So if you want a room, you're going to go, get your ticket, get your room. We're getting close, and you're stressing me the fuck out. So stop it. <laughs> Please. <laughs> 
I've got my costume. I'm ready to go. I'm very excited about my costume this year. You know, so anyway, you got your costume. You know what you're going to be? Yeah, I'm still working. I got to get back and see what I got in, in the old uh, costume tote from my pub crawl days. See what I can put together. We've got a, we've got one of those as well. So if you want to dig through ours and put something together. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and get the hotel rooms because then you can stay with other two percenters and keep the party going or uh, or bring some more of your friends because you always want to go to a Halloween party with like a group of people, right? Yeah. You like, usually don't just go with your wife by yourself. You usually get some of your buddies or, you know, some couple friends to go with. You know, it's weird. I, and, and I'm guessing it's like I, I've noticed some people are just buying single tickets, which is fine. Uh, and I'm guessing you're like, hey, I'll get a ticket. You get a ticket, right? Or maybe there's some people that are coming by themselves, which is cool, too. Totally cool. You know, you'll know people there from, from social media, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they just know a lot of the two percenters and the groups or, you know, if you're single or you're just going with your buddies or your girls or whatever, probably all buying them separate. So maybe like a group of girls or guys are doing that. Yeah. So in the verb pipe, can't be held responsible. She fell in love in the first place. Fire the laugh of me. I might get up there and sing with them, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I might do. All right, let's... Put it on uh, YouTube. What's that? So we'll put it on YouTube, put it on the YouTube. Brett Michaels one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see him. Uh, he's, he's in Sugar Hill a week before our event. And I've been talking with Pete, his guitarist, and I was like, I'm going to come out and see you guys. He's like, all right, cool. Uh, I go, hey, I need you to do me a solid. And he goes, I go, what? I go, I, I need a little exposure. So I need to ask Brett if he's cool with me intro in the band. He's like, consider it done. So I'm going to go out there, wear my, my BS gear, and I'll probably bring some shirts and some stickers. And if you're out at that concert, uh, maybe even put something together for the next week and hand out flyers for our, for our concert or something. I don't know. Do something. Uh, but I'm going to go out there. Uh, I should be out there. So if you're out there, I'll see you out there as well. So anyway, oh, very cool. Yeah. All right. Let's talk to our guest. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Watkins Law Firm, trial and litigation attorneys. So if it's personal injury, wrongful death, contracts and transactions, landlord and tenant disputes, or just general civil litigation, Watkins Law Firm dot LLC is where you need to go. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, WatkinsLawFirm.LLC. And here's Tyler's tip of the day. In Georgia, if someone doesn't perform under a contract, the usual remedy is money. While in some cases you can have the court order them to perform, usually they won't because indentured servitude is not a thing anymore. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, WatkinsLawFirm.LLC, serving all of Georgia. Next time, talk to Tyler. I want you to call my wife, but not for those reasons, you weirdo. I want you to call my wife, Rachel Guy, because you want to participate in this crazy market that's happening right now and take advantage of a house. She is the best at doing what she does, and that is a realtor with Keller Williams Atlanta North Office. Anybody that's dealt with my wife, and I know a lot of you two percenters have, uh, she's absolutely amazing. I can tell you firsthand, you know, if you're a first-time home buyer, she's going to walk you through it. If you've done this numerous times before, you might learn something. She's great. So if you're looking to buy or sell, call Rachel Guy because she's your guy. 404-797-4600. That's 404-797-4600. Let's keep it before 9 p.m. All right, some of you call fairly late. It's a little annoying. 
no offense, stress-free buying and selling. And like I said, this crazy nutso market, you can also shoot her an email. I am Rachel Guy at gmail.com. I am Rachel Guy at gmail.com. And back to you, Jason. It's always interesting to see what guests pop with the crowd, so to speak. The audience. You know, we can have uh, a, a celebrity, a rock star, or something, and it'll go well. You know, you enjoy it. But then when we have guests like Manny Aurora and Diane Spiva from Nubertion, everybody loves you guys. It's it's it like you guys get the most chatter on our on our social network than these other people that are writing books that you know did this and did that and did this and it's it's just amazing. It's funny to me what pops with the audience. So Diane Spiva, the nurse practitioner from Nubertion's Men's Wellness League in Sandy Springs, uh, Georgia, menswellnessleague.com sponsor of the podcast i've been going to nuberty well over a year now doing testosterone maintenance uh, every once in a while getting an iv vitamin cocktail and uh, diane comes on once a month to uh to talk about the good stuff uh, as far as men's health goes so how are you diane hey i'm doing good thank you for having me yeah well this this, this conversation is going to be me centric because uh, I went and got my in-body not that long ago, and we saw some interesting, not good, not bad levels in there. And I want to talk about that because that's what it's all about with guys getting help. Uh, is, is, is there is one, their testosterone levels, the most important thing, but you know, Within that, especially when you get the in-body, there's a bunch of different levels that you check. So I want to go down that and explain that to the audience uh, in case they do know some of these numbers or they come in for a consultation. Because as soon as you go into Nuber-T, your consultation, you're going to get all these numbers. Um, so we kind of break it down right now. Um, so where do you want to start with this, Diane, as far as, as like my in-body? So, so you, the in-body is, it's kind of, you come in and you have your in-body and that's actually that, that scale that measures your, your skeletal muscle mass right. versus your percent body mass, uh, your body fat. But um, then, but as a part of that, we also do your labs. And so we did a fasting set of labs on you and those, those that we drew that lab work and we sent it off to LabCorp and those results came back in. Um, we measure several things. And I guess when we talked about some of those, um, and what, what we're looking for that was of interest to you. So we wanted to make sure we talked about that with your audience today. And so the first one is that testosterone level. Obviously, um, when you first came to us, you you're, you had um, a, a non-satisfactory testosterone level. So when we give you testosterone replacement therapy, we're hoping to increase that level, which we've done nicely. Um, we uh, have you in that, that optimal range um, with uh, you know, we're always aiming for benefits, you know, what goals are you trying to reach uh, versus the side effects. And, and I think you've done well without really having many side effects other than sometimes your blood becomes too thick. Yes. So which is, that's that secondary polycythemia. Which is the oddest thing that I didn't know that happened. Uh, remember, Nate, when I was telling you, I was like, if you're doing tests, well, you should just in general give blood, right? Because you got to replenish those red blood cells in your body. I didn't realize that especially the, the testosterone makes red blood cells, right? 
Yeah, well, your body's responding to us giving you that testosterone replacement therapy with that sudden rise in that testosterone, your bone marrow and your spleen just start spitting out more red blood cells. Um, you know, and that's fine if, you know, if you, if you don't have enough, but at some point they start to accumulate just like traffic does on highway 400, it gets too thick. And when that, when that traffic gets too thick, you, it slows down traffic and, and can cause accidents. And the same thing happens in your bloodstream. When you have too many red blood cells, it's your blood becomes sluggish. It slows everything down and increases your, your, your chances for developing a blood clot. And the risk of that are, is that uh, that blood clot can travel to your heart and cause a heart attack or to your brain and cause a stroke, mm. which we don't want. Mm-mm. And just like on Highway 400, when there's too much traffic, the only way to actually thin that traffic out is for people to take exit ramps. Um, so, too, do, do those red blood cells need an exit, and that exit that is going to be through blood donation. And it's better now for me because you gave me a script to go to um, Life South. Life South. You know, I love the American Red Cross. They do some great work, but they are not the easiest to get in to get blood. They'll blow your phone up and they'll blow up your email to come out there. And then they promise you all these things like a $5 Amazon gift card, promise me a T-shirt, a water bottle. And I haven't gotten anything from them when I left. And I go to Life South for the first time and it was so great. I just walked in. These two young ladies helped me. They were so sweet, so nice. And, uh, it was, I was in and I was out. And then when I got home, I checked my email and I had gotten a prize from life self, $20, $20 gift card to wherever I want to redeem it. And had this whole list of stuff and Dick sporting goods was on there. So I, I got, I I got a $20 gift card to Dick sporting good. I go online. I buy tennis balls. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good. Something you can do exercise with too. That's awesome. (laughs) This is great. So when I first went into Nuberty's men's wellness league, like I said, it's been well over a year. I believe my testosterone level was three thirty ish somewhere around there. Yeah. And now I'm at, I believe just at 1200, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. And, and you know, and what we're aiming for is, you know, when you're 18, 19, 20 years old, your testosterone level was about 11 to 1200. You know, when we, and again, we, I've talked about this on your show before, the testosterone, that range um, is 200, normal range is 264 to 916. But what we know about that, that is, it's an antiquated um, level range. It's never been updated. It was developed back in the 1950s off of a, a very small population of, farmers in Pennsylvania and it's never been really updated obviously it doesn't include the range for 19 20 year olds so uh, we, we we allow you to go up that high um, and to see as long as you're getting you know your benefits outweigh those those risks um, it's safe to do and, and that's where you've been and you've been doing well just periodically donating blood to keep yourself in the safe zone now my skeletal muscle mass has increased uh, quite a bit. Since I've been doing yes, this, it, um, my, it has. You, you've increased your your skeletal muscle mass substantially since. Um, you, I mean, it was rising when you were on testosterone alone, but once we paired that with when we stacked that with the nandrolone decanate, that deca, you you had a dramatic increase in your your skeletal muscle mass, which is something that was important to you, and that's that was one of your goals, and that's what we've been working on with you. Yeah, and explain this to people because. You know, you just brought up DECA, and DECA has been approved by the FDA in 
and, and people are going, okay, Bailey, all you're talking about right now is being on steroids. I can go to the gym and I know a guy that can get me steroids and stuff. Um, but there's a difference between <laughs> testosterone maintenance and what you do under the supervision of a nurse practitioner and somebody that's been in the, the medical field, especially in your case, Diane, for as long as you have versus going to the gym and going up to Vinny and saying, Hey, you know, let me get, uh, this, uh, CCs of Winnie and give me some DECA and this and this and that. And I'm just going to stack them until I get these big muscles with veins in them. Right. And the, and the difference is, you know, a lot of times, you know, those anabolic steroids, um, when you use them, you, I mean, there's varying degrees. The more anabolic properties you have, yes, you're going to have, you know, faster results. But you, uh, but you have dangers that are inherent with those, with those. If you're not being closely monitored, it's so important to have your labs done routinely to make sure that your liver is staying um, in good shape, to make sure that your blood isn't becoming too thick and putting you at risk for um, having a heart attack or a stroke. But also. Um, uh, you know, just, you know, we're looking for, uh, you know, raising that testosterone to that, to a safe range. And I don't know how you do that if you're not having somebody monitor you closely. Um, a lot of the drugs that are on that black market, um, they're not human. They're not human grade. They're veterinary grade. So um, they may be a little bit higher dose, but that's because they're being dosed for horses. So you need to be really careful with that. Yeah. So if you start taking some of this stuff on the black market and, you grow a mane and you want people to ride you and you start, you know, talking <laughs> kind of weird. There's, there's a reason for that. Uh, the other benefits, <clears throat> there's numerous benefits to this, you know, I'll hard sell the, the, uh, the, this whole process, but is that there are so many different levels of so many different things in, in my body, in your body that are being checked periodically when you go to like Nuberty, so, uh, you know, I just had some blood work done. And like I said, there are some levels that we need to get rechecked and, you know, whatnot. But I at least know, you know, I know where I stand. There's a lot of people that don't even go see a, a general a, a, a general doctor, a family doctor once a year. So you have no clue where you're at. And you wonder why you have a heart attack right. at 47. You're, you're absolutely correct. And, you know, one hormone, you know, the endocrine system is so complex. And if you have one hormone that's out of out of whack, so too may be others. And there may be another reason that your testosterone might have been low. So we want to be sure that, you know, we're looking for an underlying cause, but also making sure that as we raise that testosterone, we're not um, we're not affecting another hormone in your body that might cause you other types of problems like a thyroid gland. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we had a listener go in and found out that they um, forget the exact story, but it was the, the best story that I'd ever heard. You know, he had listened to me. He went into Nuberty. He got the uh, consultation and they found you guys found something in his blood and it, it, it ended up I think being that one was the one with the elevated PSA, the prostate specific antigen. Is that right? Yeah. It, whatever it was, it could have killed him if he didn't get it checked. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. It's PSA. You know, there's other reasons your PSA can be elevated, but um, there's, you know, it's important for men 50 years of age and older to be screened for prostate cancer once a year. And part of that screening is, is that just checking for the antigen that's from the prostate gland. Um, and then if you, if you're African-American or if you have a first degree family relative that has any history of prostate cancer, it increases your risk. And um, 
you may you may be someone that needs to begin that screening earlier is you know even as early as 35 or 40 depending on um, at what age your first degree relative was diagnosed with prostate cancer nate do you have any questions for diane as we continue yeah what uh like what actually creates testosterone is it like in an organ or a gland or something your testicles so your um, brain, you know, again, endocrine system is all tied together. Your your brain is sending out messages for these hormones to, to do certain things for you. And as a male, it wants you to have that testosterone to decrease, to increase that um, sexual drive, that libido and sexual drive and to, and to make um, sperm to propagate. Your balls, Nate, your balls do the, the, the testosterone. Yep. Go what if forth. I don't have any balls? <laughs> if you don't have any, then you're not making any. <laughs> you're going to be on hormone therapy. <laughs> you, got, you got some other problems that you need to address. <laughs> what else did you want to bring up? I just, I can't speak highly enough about the in body and how important it is. And, you know, so I, I tell people, you know, people reach out to me all the time. You're like, Hey, does it really work? You know, because when you hear, you know, a radio person. I started talking about Nuberty when I was on the radio show, and they're just like, "Are you just doing this because they're spawn?" I'm like, "No, no, 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 no." I don't, I don't promote things that I, like put I and me in in the sentence if and and if I'm using them that I don't believe in. The 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 what Nuberty has given me in this past year uh, or so, year and a half, is so much energy, so much. I feel like I look better than I've ever looked uh, in my life at 47 well, Your in-body shows that. Your in-body shows uh, you know, that you've had that increase in that skeletal muscle mass and that decrease in your percent body fat, which is what most guys are, are, are aiming for. And, and, and I, you know, you've got to, of course, work out. You've got to put some effort into this. But truth mm-hmm. be told, you know, I exercise seven days a week, right? Four of those days, I play tennis. And three of those four days is doubles, so, I mean, I get a little bit of a cardio kick, but not as much as like Tuesday when I'm playing singles, but that's not weight training. So that's not necessarily putting on muscle. Unlike the other three days when I go to the gym, my workouts are not heavyweight light rep. I do a lot of lightweight, a lot of rep in and out. My joints just can't take those types of workouts anymore. So, I mean, technically I'm not at the potential that I could be at. I don't. I don't yearn for gigantic muscles and to be all that kind of stuff. I just want to look good and feel good. I had one of the trainers come up to me at where I work out. And uh, actually, Nate knows him. used to be his neighbor. And he goes, man, dude, because I just started working out at this gym uh, not that long ago. He goes, you know, you're looking good. He's like, what are you doing, man? And this guy's jacked, right? I was like, and I told him, he's like, yeah, I heard those places are great. I don't know what he does because he's, you know, but he's also in his 20s, I think. Um, so, you know, it, it definitely shows and you feel good about it. Is there anything else on my embody that you'd want to bring up, Diane? I mean, you've gone over it with me, but I'm talking about for the audience that sure. it, it, it would be good for them, educational for them. Obviously, um, we do a complete blood count because we are interested in that hemoglobin and hematocrit um, and that red blood cell count just to make sure that your blood isn't becoming too thick. Or, you know, we have some people that, you know, for fear of their blood getting too thick, they may overdonate. So we don't want them to become anemic. So we watch that very closely at least once every three months. Um, Then also we look at that complete um, metabolic profile, which um, looks at, you know, it's looking at your kidney function. 
um, your liver function and your electrolytes that, you know, obviously we want to make sure everybody's staying hydrated and, and keeping that kidney in, in good shape. We don't really, none of the medications that we have are, are really metabolized or excreted through, uh, or I should say just metabolized through the kidney. So I'm not too worried about that, but, um, you know, the anastrozole, the estrogen blocker, it is. Um, so, uh, through the liver, so we keep a close eye on that. Um, you know, liver health is very important if you're going to be on hormone therapy of any kind. But electrolytes talk about that hydration. Um, we also, you know, that you know the reason that being on testosterone is so important is to help to prevent metabolic syndrome, which is um, that obesity that leads to. Um, diabetes, hypertension, and heart disease, but being on testosterone too can um, can sometimes in some people have the side effect of elevating your cholesterol. So we keep a close eye on your lipids um, and, you know, and talk about those things, um, lifestyle changes that can help to promote um, keeping those levels in that normal range. And that's usually going to be, you know, eating the right foods, um, doing the right types of exercises. Cardio is so important. Um, for your heart and your lung health, it doesn't help much um, very easily to lose weight as much as lo- as low weight, high reps, which is exactly what you should be doing. So um, that's the one that's going to lead to the, the best results if you're trying to, you know, build those that six pack and those guns that most men are looking for. Not, you know, not be trying to do that heavy bulking. Um, and then obviously when you're on testosterone, it's hormone balancing because the reason sometimes that you're when you when you have a lot of stress your cortisol level goes up and you start to to have that visceral fat that forms around your belly that that which most men that's the primary reason they end up coming to us is trying to get rid of that 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 tire around the center and and that's usually driven by you know that testosterone being converted to that aromatase enzyme into estrogen so while we have you on testosterone replacement therapy we want to keep a close eye on your on your estradiol level as well um i'm trying to think of a prolactin it's a master hormone regulator out of your pituitary gland in the front of your brain and um and it kind of tells us how your body's responding to you know either lack of or too much testosterone so we keep a close eye on it um and that PSA, um, not all, you know, not all, uh, not all prostate cancers are, you know, really sensitive to, um, hormone therapy, but if we have you on hormone therapy and you have one cell in your prostate that might be looking like it's, it's abnormal and it, and it's responding to hormones, we want to be able to be watching that and be able to refer you out to a specialist for further testing. If, if we suspect there might be something going on. Well, and, and also I want to make it very clear as, as a person that's been doing this again for, for quite a while now is that, you know, it's great to put a, I don't want this to come across as like, you know, it's all about the muscles and this and this and that. It's nice to have that, but you should not go to Nuber T's Men's Wellness League in Sandy Springs or any other testosterone clinic guys um, just because you want big muscles in your 40s or 50s. I mean, it's nice. You go for longevity. You go for energy. You, I mean, how many of you guys right now, especially if you got kids at home, you get home from work and you're just dead tired. You're saying, I don't have the energy to work out. I barely have the energy, if I do, to play with my kids out in the back for 20 or 30 minutes. I'm just tired and sluggish and my brain is fried. This is going to alleviate a lot of those issues. Trust me. 
getting up at 3.30 in the morning for a very long time to go to a morning show, coming home about noon. I'm just dead to the world, mentally drained. And then I take a nap and start a new day almost within the same day. When I started with Nuberti and this testosterone maintenance, my world changed. I had all kinds of energy. And another um, number that I want to bring up is the uh, the how many calories I lose uh, when I sleep. And that is, uh, for me, 2,141 calories. Just doing nothing, sleeping. Doing your basal metabolic rate. You're, you're right, which is great. You want that to be higher. So the, the more muscle mass you have, the reason that you are – um, wanting to build skeletal mass isn't just to, you're right, no, just not to look good, but to be able to um, not put on weight when, when Christmas time hits or when you want to go on vacation. So, and that's raising that basal metabolic rate helps to um, burn more fat. So, you know, like I said, I don't like to sound cliche when I say to make you a, a, a fat burning machine, but that's as you have the more skeletal mass you have, I mean, I don't want you to build, you know, become incredible hold to that, but to get your testosterone, to get your basal metabolic rate up to about 2000, 2200, 2300, which is how many calories you burn for your heart, you know, for you to supply oxygen to your, to your muscles, to your organs, to your heart, to, for you to breathe and to digest. Um, that's that's the beauty of becoming healthier. Yeah, I, I, I it's like I tell people, you know, the goal in life financially is to make money while you sleep. We'll add on to that to burn calories while you sleep. And, and let me tell you something. I didn't tell you this uh, the other day when I was in for my in-body. Um, I was going to, and then I forgot. So years, like a little over 10 years, probably almost now 11 years ago in Orlando, uh, I, I was heavy. And I didn't have any of this stuff going on. And I went, a buddy of mine owned a medical weight loss. I mean, this is over 10 years ago. Similar stuff to what, you know, now it's obviously advanced that what you guys do, they weren't doing the testosterone maintenance there. It was just the dieting and medical weight loss and HCG and stuff like that. That's when I started to learn about this. And they hooked me up to a machine, um, not like the, the in-body you have now. I think that was the technology then, actually. They hooked it up and they saw what my, uh, what was it, the, the ba- uh, basal meta- uh, metabolic rate? Is that what it's called, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, basal metabolic rate, right. And I was, at, I was at about 1,700 uh, at that time. So you, you know, as you get older, it's supposed to go down. <laughs> it's not supposed to go up. Now I'm burning almost, what, 400, 500 more calories. Right. And this is over 10 years, 10 years later. Right. That's how you sustain being healthy. And that's, that's why, you know, testosterone is, is FDA approved is to actually help to, uh, for you to maintain your health, to help prevent those, uh, those illnesses that are, occur um, when you, can't burn fat off. That's that, that's that base. That's that metabolic syndrome that we talk about. So anything that we can do to help keep you healthy and moving into those, um, latter decades of your life is going to help keep you far healthier. Yeah. Do you, I have a question for Nuber T stuff. Do you guys just service Georgia or Atlanta? Do you have to come in or can you, you can talk to people out, outside of state, right? Um, well, we're actually researching that right now. We're, um, right now, I think we're looking at, at Alabama. I actually am licensed in Alabama already. So, um, and so is uh, the medical director. So we're looking at doing some telehealth visits in the Huntsville and Birmingham area. 
Um, but there's a lot of development right now happening with telehealth. And so we're, we're kind of, we want to stay in line with what each state expects and, but we're, we're looking forward to being able to offer those, those services through telehealth at some point in the near future. What about Playa del Carmen, Mexico? Well, I, I don't, I don't know. Is that where, <laughs> That's where Nate's at? Nate would, Nate, Nate would, Nate would start it up for you. I promise you. He'd, he'd take yeah. Nate by the range. Get your license. You can come on down. I don't think you need a license <laughs> in Mexico, actually. <laughs> yeah. I, we'll just go to the pharmacy. Go to the pharmacy <laughs> and you pick up your anabolic steroids right there. Uh, okay. So um, I think that was really, really important and very well done of explaining kind of what my embody was this last go around. And, and I still have work to do. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm never going to be until the day I die completely satisfied with my body. I've always had issues with that. You know, it's like, I want this to be better. I want that to be better. Why can't mine look like this? I, at some point I just have to come to the realization of God made me this way. I've got things that other people probably want, but for the most part, that is not your calves are never getting bigger kid it's just how it's going to be um but it's your body looks really good i told you that you're being harder on yourself (laughs) but but it's important for guys to come in and get this at least do the consultation because you don't know what you're going to find i guarantee 90 plus percent of guys listening right now you have no idea about any of these numbers no, it, you know, it's, you know, they do have that in body at some of the gyms that, that are available, but if you don't have somebody there, who's explaining to you, um, you know, what those numbers mean and how, you know, how those apply to your life. You don't, you know, how do you tweak that to maximize your, your outcomes? Everybody's goals are different. Um, but there's, it's important to me for you to understand how important each one of those are and what you can do. And it's always going to be a mixture of diet and exercise. It's not just going to be coming and get an injection. It's going to be you know, diet and exercise and, you know, making, you know, understanding what your labs mean to you to keep you healthy through that, this whole process. Yeah. And I, your advice, I'm eating more beans. I love beans. It just because yeah. my cholesterol, is, proteins. My, <laughs> yeah. my cholesterol is a little high, which is abnormal for me. And we're going to recheck some of those numbers, but better safe than sorry. Uh, and I have a pretty good diet, like pretty healthy diet. If anything, I don't eat enough, which is not good. Like in order to lose weight, you want to eat every two and a half, three hours, you know, hand portions of stuff. And when you, sometimes it's difficult, especially on the weekend, but, um, yeah, I yeah. We talked about it with you. I felt like you were limiting your muscle. Your actually your muscle build at this point because you're working out so often. You're burning a lot of calories. So we know what your basal metabolic rate is. So if you have to, if you're wanting to 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 actually make a few more of those changes you're talking about, you need to be sure you're getting enough protein. You know, and always that should be either. You know, I prefer plant based at or if or lean meats. Um, and then making sure you have you have adequate caloric intake because your body doesn't discern if you, if you're burning more calories than than you're than you're taking in, then your body is going to go take it away from your. It, it'll take fat, but it'll take muscle too. So you you're just kind of counterproductive. What do you tell like the blue collar guy that says, uh, "I want this. I need the energy." I don't have time to work out, but I do construction. So they feel like they're working out every day. And technically they are, even though it's not a regimented workout, you know, a a traditional regimented workout. Um, What do you tell those people say, hey, look, that's fine for your exercise. If you're doing that for a living, you're still getting exercise. 
just let's add on to that the testosterone maintenance. Is that what you say? Somewhat. I have them download Fitness Pal, which is a free download, an app that you can put on your phone. And I have them, you know, start to look at, you know, their calories and their protein intake. Um, you know, it's still going to be diet plays a huge role in it for them, but um, they, that they may, there, there's lots of things that they can do in the workplace or at home. You know, they get 15 minutes on their break, you know, drop and do some burpees, do, you know, do some push-ups or some sit-ups. There's, you know, core muscle strength is always going to be the, you know, the, the very base, the very core for building, you know, a nice, healthy, healthy body. So I want everybody to start there. And then um, obviously leg strength and, um, and arm strength is going to also be something to work on. But it's all to prevent injury as we get older, but also to build, you know, that a nice, safe, healthy um, metabolism that helps them to um, eat some of those occasional cheats without um, putting on uh, uh, putting on calories and cholesterol. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nate, another question for Diane before we let her go. Yeah, I know you were talking about diet. Is there any like specific foods that uh, will help like increase testosterone production, like pineapple or anything like that, or is it just kind of eat healthy? It's going to be it's going to be protein based, um, lean cuts. So you know, kind of avoiding um, those uh, red meats. We the red meats that we typically like to eat are going to they're marbled in fat. So um, the leaner the cut, the better. Red, you know, it's everything in moderation is okay. But um, that, that's, again, why I like that the, the plant-based protein as a supplement. It helps to put that on. But it's going to be also cardio. Cardio and um, happiness, you know, avoiding stress. So if you yoga or meditation, whatever helps you to, to be able to deal with that stress is, is really important. And sleep, making sure that you're getting at least seven to eight hours, you know, no more than eight, seven to eight hours of sleep a night. Anything that disrupts that circadian cycle really drives that testosterone level down. I'm trying to get back into yoga, but Nike's yoga uh, uh, wear is too expensive. It's just because you can't do yoga unless you got the yoga wear, right? So they got a whole line of yoga clothes, and they're ridiculously priced. I said, they are. They're cute, though. I'm like, oh, my God, $185 for a hoodie? Are you kidding me? Because it's light crazy. and stretchy, and it says yoga on it. I'm like, you guys at Nike are absolutely brilliant. Uh, all right, so for those that are listening, especially in the area, how do you get in on this? Okay, so you can go to menswellnessleague.com. You can schedule a call. I mean, just start there, and that costs nothing. And there's a button right there on the homepage to schedule a call. Uh, because you are a listener, right, you get the – this is for a limited time. You get the combine uh, for only 99 bucks. That's $200 off the regular price. Plus, if you sign up, you'll get a complimentary vitamin cocktail, which is valued at 150 bucks. Just make sure when you call, mention my name, Jason Bailey, or the BS, or the Bailey Show podcast or something. Say it's where you got it. Uh, makes me look good, and it makes me feel good knowing that the message is getting out there. And, you know, again, I on a weekly basis, I hear from people that come in uh, go into new routine that, that, that are in the audience. And I get nothing out of this. Like I don't get like a dollar a head or something like this. I just, it makes me feel good that you're listening to me. And, and because this is all completely true. This has changed my life. Absolutely changed my life. Uh, going to new routines, men's wellness league. Absolutely. Hands down changed my life. Um, there, yeah. are, there are a lot of things that in the past year and a half, I probably would not have been able to get over and get through 
as easily as I did if it weren't for Nuberty's Men's Wellness League and the changes that I've made in my life. Um, yeah. and, then, and, before, and, and before I went there, I, there was nothing wrong with me. Like I was, you know, I, I wasn't overweight. I did want to put on more muscle. I was having a problem doing that, but I was sluggish. I was lethargic. I was tired all the time. And when you are that way, you affect people around you. You affect your wife. You affect your kids. You affect your dogs. Mm-hmm. You affect your fish. You affect your friends. You affect your coworkers. Your whatever, because you're miserable. You're not trying to be a dick. You're just tired. You know, it slows you down. You're not really motivated. It's hard to come back out of that too. So it's, it's sometimes you just going to make that first step. Yeah. Um, Nate, you got anything more for Diane? I know you. You would be a Nuber T person in a heartbeat if you lived here. I know you would. Yeah, yeah, I definitely would. So I guess I'll maybe I'll swing by when I come back and get my levels checked. Well, you got I gave you an IV co- vitamin cocktail. Um, I did. For I Christmas. did before I got my, the vaccine just to make sure I didn't get, you know, lightheaded or anything like that. And yeah. I felt fine afterwards. It, it worked great. Yeah, you want to talk about a nice little boost of life? You get an IV vitamin cocktail, and, like, within a couple hours, you leave, you're like, whoo, yeah, <laughs> I feel great. <laughs> Uh, Diane, did you want to add anything before we let you go? I thought you did a great job. Uh, this was a really good conversation. I love doing this stuff. I love to, and I really do appreciate you coming on and letting me talk about this. It's something I'm very passionate about, and I, and I really do think it makes changes in people's lives. So thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for coming on. And by the way, this is just an extra added Super Mario Brother bonus, especially for Nuber T's Men's Wellness League in Sandy Springs. Their staff is amazing. They have the best staff there that I, I, I go up there once a week to get two needles stuck in my ass cheeks. I never feel them. That's how good they are. <laughs> and it's not because I got a fat ass. It's just because they're really good with needles. <laughs> it's actually, I got a bony ass. So, uh, it's, we, do have, we do have some good staff. I agree. <laughs> great staff. I mean, it's, it's an art form, you know, because I've needled myself with HCG and it's tough to stab yourself. I mean, you kind of go in slow and it, it hurts a little bit, but uh, <laughs> you guys like you, you pinch and stick and it's great. It's fantastic. You know, no bruising, no blood spots, nothing, nothing. I'm not I'm in pain or anything like that. All right. Uh, menswellnessleague.com is the website. Go and schedule a call. Diane Spiva. Thanks so much. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. I'll see you soon. Okay. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Look, doing a new kitchen or bath, that's a big undertaking, right? So you want to go to somebody that's like a one-stop shop, like UCI Kitchen and Bath. They've been Atlanta's number one cabinet, granite, and quartz fabricator and installer for the past 20 years. That's what I'm talking about, a one-stop shop. Uh, They provide the installation of whatever you buy. Speaking of, you mentioned the BS, the Bailey Show podcast, and you're getting 10% off your regularly priced countertops. That's a nice little savings, right? You can visit the Norcross, Georgia showroom location. Let their design team transform your kitchen and bathroom into a beautiful and functional environment to fit your personality. It's just upping your property value. You can get with all the latest trends because they got them right there on the showroom. Servicing all of Georgia and parts of Alabama, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Florida. How do you get a hold of them? Very simple. UCIGranite.com. The letters U-C-I, the word granite.com. Look, I know what it's like to start up a small business and run a small business. That's what this is. 
What can you do to take the next step? Create Graphics can help you out with that. They're a full-service graphics company that specializes in graphic design, and they've got some really good ones in-house. Wide format printing and graphic installation. Specializing, again, in vehicle wraps, corporate events, interior and exterior events, graphic design, and apparel. A lot of the stuff of the BS Podcast, if not all the stuff, comes from Create Graphics. CreateGraphics.net. That's C-R-E-A-T-E. G-R-A-P-H-I-X dot net or 770-369-9962. That's 770-369-9962. Serving Metro Atlanta and shipping worldwide. Create graphics. They definitely know what they're doing. Excellent customer service and communication in every project will get a one-on-one experience from start to finish. Again, create graphics with an X dot net. Son of a bitch. I'll be loving you forever, just as long as you subscribe to The Bailey Show. Nobody is going to save you now. If you like what you hear, then get a full seven days a week plus of new content by subscribing. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. And back to you, Jason. Okay, so my trip, maybe not as exciting as Nate's trip, <laughs> as far as <laughs> two different, two totally different stories, two totally yeah. different trips. But Nate's trip, uh, as everybody knows, he's been gone from the show for the last couple of weeks. They've everybody's missed their Nader taters. Oh, before back, before we uh, get to, I just got an email like literally ten minutes ago. It's the first time I've ever gotten this email. AARP wants me to do a membership. I'm too young for what, that. Are you? What time or uh, what? What, what age can you join it? What time do you join that thing? <laughs> Make right it before five o'clock. Make it before the blue blade special. I gotta get me some <laughs> shut eye. Uh, I, 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 would, I thought it was like when you retire, like at sixty-five. I don't know the age for that, but I know I'm too young at forty-seven. I, I, I don't know. Actually, actually, when. So remember, you know, the old guy we used to work with, um, I remember when he got his, he might've been around my age when he got it. Cause I think it's like 50, isn't it? Yeah. It says there is no minimum age to join, but it is, is dedicated to people 50 and over. Yeah. So they get it to early. They're getting to me two and a half years early. <laughs> yeah. They're getting you excited. <laughs> getting me pumped up for it. <laughs> they're going to blow up my, they're going to spam my email like the fucking red cross does. <laughs> Well, and remember the guy, the, we, the guy we used to work with, they sent him a gift, and I think he thought it was a like a koozie thing for a, a bottle of wine, but it was actually for like your oxygen tank or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny we can laugh about Alzheimer's and old age. Uh, it's funny we can laugh about that. All right. So uh, Nate had, had, had planned this trip. Uh, it, was a, it was a prize for his wife for their anniversary. For usually for their anniversary, they go to Playa del Carmen, Mexico, because that's where they had their honeymoon. But they live there now, so kind of gotta go somewhere else. You gotta, gotta go someplace else. <laughs> so you go to you go to Greece. You're like, and your wife is 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 Greek, and so you're like, she's never been. So I'm gonna take her. This is like the best husband prize ever. You did such a great job. Uh, so you fly from what Cancun to um, DC, uh, DC, right? DC. Yeah. It, did you have to go anywhere else in between, or is it straight flight? No, it was Cancun to D.C., 
and then DC to uh, to Athens, um, Greece, obviously, and then not not Georgia. <laughs> I thought I thought it was when uh, we were going back and forth on G Chat, and I was like, "Oh, what are you doing over there? You going to see a UGA game? That's cool." Yeah. Oh, and I sent a brewery in Athens. I sent it to a friend because they're they have a brewery in in Iowa or no Missouri that has a similar name. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm at this brewery in Athens. That's a similar name. And they're like, oh, oh, I thought you meant Georgia. <laughs> I was like, no, <laughs> the Athens, Athens, the OG. <laughs> um, but yes, and then um, what a lot of people do and what we did is if you're going to like one of the islands, um, fly right away from Athens because um, then, you know, if you stay a night in Athens then you got to get out of the airport, find a place to stay, then get up in the morning, get back to the airport, fly out. So, so we had arranged it, um, this other airline there called Aegean, um, to fly Aegean from Athens to Crete. Uh, so right from Athens, we flew to Crete. So technically Cancun to DC, DC to Athens, Athens to Crete. I couldn't do that. Right. That's way too much up and downs. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's. I kind of like the layovers when you have a long travel days because then you get a break rather than sitting on the airport. Like, you know, if we had a direct flight, I don't know if it's like 12 or 14 hours or something, but instead, you know, we had like about a three hour flight and then we had like a nine hour flight. And I'd rather do that than sit on the plane for 14 hours. What'd you do for nine hours on a plane? Well, the way there was great. And it's weird when you fly there because you kind of like catch up with the sun so like um, we were, it was dark when we landed, but like we'd flew, you know, obviously over the the Atlantic and we like caught up to like the sun rising over the ocean. And so we landed during the daytime. So it was nice. We, we took off about 5 p.m. Um, or we were supposed to, we got delayed and I, we almost missed our connecting flight. So that was scary because if we, we missed it, then we're like, fucked, we got to fly out the next day and stay in the airport or something. But, um, so we left about, I think we ended up leaving like 7 PM. It was like two hours late. So we left at 7 PM and then we landed at 10 AM the next day. So it was kind of nice out since we weren't adapted to that schedule yet. We, we took off, um, like in our evening and we slept on the plane some, and then when we, we were waking up, then we were kind of getting there. That's so that wasn't cool. too bad. That's really cool. Some of those pictures, dude, that you had posted, and I'm sure you've got a million more to post, but you're, I mean, you're in the island of Crete. I mean, how cool, first and foremost, that's just way cool, right? But the water is so blue, and you're sitting on those rocks, and you're, you're, just, you're walking around Crete. I mean, it's just, it's so phenomenal. I wonder if people in Crete see pictures of, like, let's say the mill in Roswell, Georgia, like, oh my God. They're they're doing trails in the woods, and there's a waterfall, <laughs> and there's old stuff. I'm like, wow, that's am- I wonder if they say the same thing about us. Yeah, I don't know. Well, and when we were in other parts of Greece, when we talked about where we had been and everything about Crete, like everybody loves Crete. It's like, I I guess I would say it's like the Hawaii of of Greece, not because of it being like super tropical, but just it's. It's like a very large island. It takes a while to get there. And then there's all these different terrains. There's, you know, there's beaches. There's these, we went hiking in this gorge. There's mountains. There, it's just like, there's, um, there's an old fort that we went to. There's um, Minoan ruins. So it, it has a little bit of everything. So people, other parts of Greece seem to think that Crete was pretty cool and kind of under the radar for most people. Yeah, it's, it's way cool. So you... You, you stayed in one of those little places on the side of the hill, right? 
Uh, that was in Santorini. Um, yeah. So in Crete, it's like this huge Island. It's like, I don't know. I can't, I don't even know what size is. It's like a half a million people, I guess that live there, but, um, it's really big. And so we, the first two days we stayed on one side of the Island, um, at this, uh, city called Hanya. And then we, and we rented a car this whole time so we could get around and go do things. And then the, the next two days, then we stayed on the, the east side of the Island in, uh, Heraklion and, uh, stayed there for two days. And then we took a ferry to Santorini from there. Heraklion. Is that where Hercules is from? <laughs> it might be actually that's where um outside of it is the and i don't know if i'm pronouncing it, it's the palace of nosos um and that is the it's this like the the palace was built in like uh 1900 bc but the the area had been settled since 7000 bc it's like the minoans but that is the place where um it's supposed in greek mythology built by it was a king minos or minos uh-huh yeah yeah, yeah. and then and that's where the uh, the Minotaur was born, and um, the labyrinth was supposedly at this palace and everything like that. So there was a lot of cool like history, and then also Greek mythology type stuff. That's so cool, so cool. That's just <laughs> I love Greek mythology. I I so every all these pictures that you know, obviously you were posting, and then there are some pictures that Rach saw because they're on a text thread with your wife and, and our other friend and uh, and I'm looking at him and Rach is dying to go there and she's already got it planned out. She's like, Oh look, I got a trip package. It's only X amount of dollars and we can do it. The only thing that's holding us up is me sweating the plane trip, <laughs> the flight, the flight. Yeah. The flight. So yeah, I I think you guys could do it. Just, just take uh some Dramamine or, or not Dramamine. What is it? Uh, melatonin or whatever and just sleep the whole time it's great it's tough it's tough for me to sleep on planes and you know i can't take any narcotics because i gotta regulate if something happens i can't be over the atlantic and some whack job want to blow up the plane and not be able to take them out the plane's dependent on me they need me (laughs) i'm sure they got security super somebody superman never took melatonin that's what i'll do you know we'll, we'll go with a couple that can regulate we'll go with chuck lunsford he used to be an air marshal Right. Oh, yeah. There you go. That's what we'll do. We'll say, hey, we'll buy you dinner every once in a while, but you got to fly with us so I can sleep and you can regulate. Yeah. Yeah. I think you would totally love it. And it's cool, too, because the water, um, you like you're saying, it was so blue. It's not um, there's not like a reef there or anything. There, there's fish like you can go snorkeling and stuff, but you don't have to worry about sharks or you know any kind of like large predators i mean i'm sure it's happened you know there's been sharks around but like that's not like a worry whatsoever because there's no reef that attract the fish and then you know the sharks come after the fish and whatnot so it's pretty much like you can just go swimming jumping off these cliffs and and doing whatever and you don't have to worry about stuff that you might worry about in florida what's rocky racky 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 it's like um I don't know if have you ever heard of Uzo? It's like the the Greek liquor. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it it tastes like to me. It tastes like black jelly beans. It's so like it's that. A Zambuca. Yeah, it's like that black licorice yeah. type of flavor, but it's but it's clear, um, so you don't expect it to taste like that. So Uzo is like famous for you know being from Greece, but this Raki is like this other one that I've never really heard of until we came. But they give it to you, and it's it's like forty percent alcohol. It's like straight fucking alcohol almost. Um, Sam so Sambuca. They, I'm sorry, Sambuca, not Zambuca. Sambuca. 
Oh yeah. Yep. Um, but they give it to you after your meal at like almost every restaurant, they give you a shot of Racky and, um, and then some kind of dessert, whether it's like a little chocolate cake or some places gave us fruit and, um, and what else do they, uh, just like a little, some kind of like little after dinner thing. So when you ask for your check, they don't bring you your check. They bring you these shots. Sometimes they would bring us like a bottle of it, like a whole bottle would, you know, not a huge one, but maybe the size of like a, like a 20 ounce or, or maybe a little bit smaller, but I guess these are like digestive things. So you're supposed to eat them after dinner to help your food digest and everything. But we didn't, I didn't really know what this racky stuff was. And, you know, put a shot in front of me. I'm fucking shooting that shit. And, uh, and so we, uh, I was doing this at most of the restaurants. And then I realized people are kind of like looking at, it, especially when we got the bottle and we had a couple shots and I don't, I, I guess you're not supposed to shoot it. I think you're supposed to do a little <laughs> sippy sip on it. Like, um, like if you had like a, a nice whiskey or something. Right. So, so these people are always looking at us cause we're shooting these shots, uh, this racky stuff. Uh, but it was great. It was like, you got this free extra drink, you know, we'd buy drinks during dinner and then you got this extra shot to send you home. Um, so yeah, it was pretty cool. I didn't know that they did that, but it's nice to have a free dessert, especially when you get a shot and some, some chocolate cake. Are you sure it was free? You just didn't think it was free. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's free. They give it to you, but I just, I guess you're not supposed to shoot it. Hey, stop American stealing a Rocky. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you tip over there? Um, no. Well, there's a, I don't know. There's a debate about it because in like this planning group <laughs> that we're part a, of, on, this is your explanation of. Of course, yeah. you tip over there. You're like, oh, there's a debate. I didn't do it. Well, no, you know, like in Europe, you're not supposed to tip, or generally you don't tip. Well, like in these planning groups that I'm in um, for Greece, it's a lot of blue hairs. It's a lot of older retired people that have a ton of money and stuff, and they're like, oh no, we tip like you tip in the U.S. But then all the people we talk to in Greece is like. Oh, and actually some, there was one guy from Greece in this, in this travel group. And he's like, you dumb Americans. He's like, you push everything, all the prices up for everybody else. The same thing happens in Mexico because the tipping used to be non-existent in Mexico, or it was like 10% was like 20% and 5% was like 15. Mm. Now it's like 15 and 20 is like expected. And the same thing with the prices of real estate and everything here is like, Somebody will come into Mexico and say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking for a place. My budget's like 4000 a month. And so then the Mexicans say, oh, well, shit, people will pay this if we if we jack up the prices. It's kind of the same thing, I guess, um, with Greece as these other the Americans think you're supposed to tip. But when we first and so we heard this and we didn't really know what we were going to do. But when we first got in, um, the guy, Greek guy that rented us our car, he goes, don't be one of those dumb Americans and tip. They're all paid very well. Don't do that. You're just pushing up the prices. So we didn't tip anywhere and it was great. They, <laughs> nobody like gave us dirty looks or anything. We had the best fucking service there. So all these people that say, Oh, if you start paying waiters and waitresses in the U S good wages, all the prices are going to go up. They might, but if they do, that's because it's a greedy, you know, corporation or restaurant owner or whatever. Like the, the prices were just the same as the U S or even cheaper usually. And the service was better. Everybody was happy. And the, there was no issues not tipping. They just, they get paid well, I guess. You're a pretty frugal person. Well, give me an, a, a, an estimate of cost for this trip for two people. And I don't know. It's a, I haven't really t- totaled it up yet, but usually what we, if we ate breakfast, we would just get like some kind of pastry or something, which is also weird. Um, you know, like in Mexico, they have all these ice cream places everywhere. Probably seen them like on fifth. There's all these ice cream stores. 
And it's the same thing in Greece. They they have all these gelato places. People are walking around eating ice cream cones at like nine in the morning. I'm like, it's, <laughs> I guess fucking ice cream is like a breakfast food there. <laughs> but um, so we would uh, generally just get maybe like a pastry or something for breakfast, and then really wouldn't eat lunch because we'd be kind of on the go. And then we'd eat like you know quote unquote nice dinner. But we don't. We'd probably spend like thirty bucks for dinner. Um, for the two of us. So it wasn't too bad. Um, probably the most expensive things would be, um, like renting a car, a couple hundred dollars for a few days, or if you're going on a tour or some kind of excursion or something like that. Yeah. But I would say, I mean, we got like, and again, like I said before, we, we got our plane tickets with points, so we didn't really pay for those. So without that, I would say like two grand, wow. maybe two grand, yeah. two weeks, Greece and Egypt. Yeah. And that's why we went to Egypt because it was actually one of the places we had on our list. So we went to Crete, Santorini, planned to go to Mykonos and then Athens. And when we're in Santorini is expensive. It's, it's beautiful. I would never say don't go there, but I I would say go there once just to see it. Um, Cause it's on the side of a a volcano. It's like on a, in a volcano cauldron. Mm. Um, So it has these really cool views. And you see them, the, the white buildings going down with the blue tops and everything. Um, but that place is expensive. We went to this one city where I guess you have to watch the sunset. Um, and it was just jewelry stores and it, you could just tell there was money there. And I was like, give me the fuck out of here. It just, it was not fun for me. It was just overcrowded and everything. So the, the next place we were supposed to go to is, um, was, uh, Mykonos. And when we were looking for, uh, hotels there, it was, the, the cheapest one, I mean, the about the budget we were spending, we're trying to spend less than $100 a night on every place. So um, this one, within our budget, everything was not the greatest. And then we, we just heard from other people like, yeah, it's really expensive. It's a party island. It's, you know, for, you know, it's where all the people go to party, I guess. It's like mm-hmm. Mardi Gras for, for uh, people that are traveling or something. So we're like, eh, that's not really our thing. So instead of taking the ferry from there, uh, from Santorini to Mykonos and then staying there for three days, it was cheaper for us to fly to Cairo, Egypt and stay there for three days. And our hotel was 30 bucks a night and it was at the foot of the, the pyramids and the Sphinx. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's why we made that decision. That picture that you guys took with the sippy cups and the straws and they were facing the Sphinx. That was awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alexis did one where she looks like she's like making out with him. Like, oh. <laughs> that was way cool. So well, I think one of your, uh, uh, your Mexico Greek moments or something, you talked about, you had gummies. So you weren't worried about getting busted at the airport and becoming like a, a Brittany Gr- Griner in, in Russia. Yeah, I mean, I I, I kind of did, but I, f- I fly with him often. You just put them in like a gummy, like a, a um, like the, the vitamin gummies. Actually, I got them right here. Yeah. This uh, the men's multivitamin gummies. You just put them in there. They don't they don't go through it. They don't know the difference. Nothing. Yeah, no, not really. Not that I've found. And yeah, so yeah, we just brought some of those with um, one, and we usually just eat them at night because we were trying to adapt to the time difference because it was eight hours difference. So it was weird that like when we were getting ready to go to bed, let's say it's nine o'clock or something or 10 o'clock, it's two, two in the afternoon, our time or your time. And then when we'd wake up, let's say we woke up at like seven in the morning, it's like 11 PM your time. So we would go to bed and wake up when you guys were still awake. So trying to get used to that time schedule was difficult. So we, we brought some gummies with just to be able to go to sleep at the time that we were supposed to go to sleep at their time. Time to drug. 
Get some shut eye. <laughs> We're on a different time schedule. We only got seven days left. <laughs> But when we were in Egypt, we were sitting on the roof and we had eaten a gummy and we we're just looking at the pyramids and, uh, and we were looking up at this, uh, this plane and I was like, it's not weird. That plane is not moving. And I was like, it's not, it's like a helicopter, but I don't hear it. And we stood, uh, stared at this thing for like 10 minutes and then we, uh, realized it was a star and it was not a plane. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, The gummies are working. <laughs> How long of a plane ride is it from Greece to Egypt? Uh, it's like two hours, two and a half hours, maybe. Is it one of those planes where like, it stinks and people are rowdy and they're got chickens with them in cages? And <laughs> no, it was it wasn't like that. It it was um it, it was like one of those planes with the it did have the props on it, like the oh, propellers on the wings. Hell no, <laughs> no, 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 no. But a gene is a nice airline, and um, it, it it wasn't like that. But it was weird because usually when and our flight was late. It was like 10 p.m. and we got in at like uh, midnight. And so we're thinking usually they they dim the lights. Everybody kind of takes a nap for it. They left the lights on the whole time. Everybody's just talking and going back and forth. And I forget in Egypt, they're a very, very night centric culture. Like when we got in, uh, by the time we got to the airport and stuff, it's like one, two in the morning everybody's out. We went to the gas station. There's like these little grandmas like trying to sell me soap on the side of the road. Um, and they, since it's so hot during the day, everybody congregates at night. So staying up to like oh. two in the morning is like kind of typical. Everybody's like along the, uh, the, like the banks of the Nile, they're fishing, they're talking, they got chairs out there and everything. So yeah, it's definitely a different, different world. Yeah. That's you're getting that prop airplane and you're like, Hold on, we're running a little late. Uh, our tail gunner hasn't shown up yet, so we got to put him in the back. <laughs> Need everybody yeah. to put we, your parachute and scarfs on, please. Thank you. Well, and when we were sitting on the at our hotel in in Egypt, and you know, like, like I said, we're like at the foot of the pyramids. We're right there, and we're overlooking um, the Sphinx and then the three pyramids. And there's some, there had been building something. It looked like a basketball court. And then it looked like a music venue. We're trying to figure out what it was. It was right by, like right in front of the Sphinx. And when we're sitting up there, we find out we hear an announcer and there's like these strobe lights going and there's this light, like flashing in on the Sphinx's face and everything. And we find out it's a Red Bull half court world tournament, uh, basketball tournament. And they were playing fucking basketball. It was like India and like Ireland were playing at this basketball tournament right in front of the, and it was like flashing lights on the Sphinx. It just felt like kind of sacrilegious you know, to have a, yeah. a Red Bull tournament. Isn't it like hallowed ground? Yeah. Right. When you think so, it, but it was weird. So we were trying to enjoy the the view and we're hearing uh, up next in the half court is uh, Ireland with their star player, uh, McPatrick. McPatrick, <laughs> Mickey Patrick, Mickey O'Patrick O'Shea. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, when you walk around, I can only assume because I've never been there, but when you're walking around and I'm getting all this information from Indiana Jones um, or the mummy, you, you, you walk around and, and you're like, there's so many places in this area that are still undiscovered. They find yeah. them all the time. You know, I always see stories like on a monthly basis, like, oh, they found a new you know, this and open it up and they learn something new about the culture and stuff. It's just crazy that, you know, after all these years, you, you know, and there's people walking on them left and right and they're finding new tunnels and new burial grounds and new pots and gold and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. We were, we went to the step pyramid, which is like the considered the first pyramid. 
and there's an area around it that it looks like they're still excavating. And we went into like this tomb over there and, uh, and then my brother had sent me an article on, uh, I don't know, some news article and we were watching the video from it and it was like the head Egyptologist or whatever of Egypt was going down in this tunnel, like right next to where we were. And they're like, they just found this new, um, tomb or something. And there was like a mummy in there and everything. It was like, Oh, we were right there. And yeah, they had just discovered it, but it was kind of like that in, um, in Greece too. We would, we'd be walking around, like we're walking around Athens, like in the middle of the city. And all of a sudden there's this opening with this covering over it and these, this fence around it. And it's like, uh, an old Greek bathhouse from like a thousand years ago that they've, they discovered by doing something else and now they have to excavate it. And it was like right next to the bus stop. Wow. That's way yeah. cool. Way cool. Did you like, cause you'd been there before. So did you take your wife around? You're like, Oh, you got to see this. You got to eat here. You just, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a local. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. So we, I mean, I'd been to the pyramids before, so I kind of knew what to do and where to go and where to see things and the best pictures to take and everything like that. But then we went to, um, uh, Saqqara and Dashur and that's where like the step pyramid and I'd been there but I hadn't been to the bent pyramid or the red pyramid and we went to those and the the, the bent pyramid was actually really fucking awesome so and it's called the bent pyramid because if you look at it it's actually bent on the top they were doing when they're building it they're building it at like a 58 degree angle and then they got halfway up and they realized it was going to be too steep and the rocks would start to fall mm-hmm. so they had to alter it and they now they do like 4 43 or something i don't know if those numbers are right but they had to do it a little bit um smaller angle so it kind of angles up at the top but they just opened this pyramid in like the last two or three years so when we went out to it nobody goes there because they don't really know that it's open i guess and so we went in it and it was like you go down in this tunnel really deep like the longest tunnel down that i've been to and then when you come out you got to go up these stairs and then there's this huge shaft and they've built this kind of like wood staircase that goes up back and forth in it and alex is like I, I don't think I can do that. And I'm like, well, I'm already here. I'm fucking doing it. So I climb up this thing. Then I have to go through this smaller tunnel and it goes up some more stairs. And then I get to the very top of like the pyramid basically. And I look up and the whole ceiling is like peppered black. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I get a little bit closer and I realize they're bats. bats. And there's just like hundreds of bats living up in there. So I'm like creeping by. I'm trying not to make noise. Cause I've seen every movie you see, you make noise and they're <laughs> And they like fly around and get in your hair and shit. So, um, so that was really cool. I hadn't done that before. I think if she would have followed you up there, she would have flipped out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Tra- totally. Yeah. It's a good thing. She didn't go with you. I saw that you went to a restaurant in Greece with her last name. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. We went, uh, that was in, uh, Heraculon, uh, Crete. And so we, I don't know why we didn't think about this, but you know, we, her last name was, uh, Manius and it's, it traditionally was like Maniadakis, but I guess when they came to the U S they shortened it up, but they, they had it there. Uh, Manius, what was it? Manius grill house or something. So we went there and we're like, Oh, we got to go there. We're going to get t-shirts, get some mugs some <laughs> stickers and everything. Cause it has her, la- her maiden name on it. And we go there and it had really good food. And the, the owner was our waiter. And I was, and I was like, are you going to say anything? You know? And she's like, no, I don't know. That's weird. I was like, just say something. I was like, maybe you guys are relatives or something. Right. So I was like, you know, the reason we came here is, uh, you know, her, her maiden name is Manius. And he's like, okay. Like, it, like he didn't give a fuck. Like it did not matter whatsoever. <laughs> I was like, damn. And the same thing happened to us when we went to, 
uh, Sonoma, like wine country in California, there was a Hanson's distillery and I went in there and did the same thing. And I'm like, you know, I'm a Hanson. And they're like, okay. <laughs> like they just, nobody cares. <laughs> I, I had a better conversation with this elderly couple at the, uh, the, the market that they have here in Mount Dora the other day. And they're selling blue cheese. Well, it's the oddest thing to sell blue cheese, like dressing, blue cheese dressing. They make it yeah. themselves. And they're like, yeah, our son actually does it. Uh, you know, go like we stopped because it was Bailey's blue cheese. And I was like, oh, it's Bailey's blue cheese. I got to stop. Stop. And they're like, yeah, here, take, taste a little bit. I was like, this is delicious. I love blue cheese. I'm a big blue cheese fan. Like our son, uh, Phil Bailey, you know, he's the owner. He came up with it. And I was like, well, my name is Jason Bailey. She's like, we might be related. Do you know? And starts running down all these names. I'm like, nah, I'm kind of a bastard kid. So it's not really my last name. She's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. But I had more of a conversation <laughs> with these two old people at a farmer's market in Mount Dora, Florida than you did in Greece and or Napa Valley. Yeah. They don't care. I mean, you think you'd, you'd be kind of like if you owned a Bailey's restaurant and somebody came in and said, Oh, I'm from Maryland. My last name is Bailey or, you know, wherever, uh, you think you'd be a little more like, oh, that's cool. But no, nah, no, nah, they didn't give a fuck. Yeah. So when you got back, uh, um, straight flight into back into D.C. or? No, we had, let's see, we flew from Athens to uh, Newark, um, layover in Newark. But it was an overnight layover. Oh. Um, yeah, because we got it because we left around noon in um in Athens. And then I, uh, I can't remember what time we landed. Oh, we landed at like 4 PM the next day. So like, like we were, I was always like a day off. Like when I was doing my beer chugs for you guys, um, in the States, I was doing them like technically on Saturday. Cause it was like the next day. Cause the time difference is so, so messed up. Um, but yeah, so we had an overnight layover in DC or I mean in, um, in Newark and that was fine. Cause I had some, um, hotel points. So I just stayed at, we just stayed at the, the airport hotel, while we were there for free. Did when you left, is it was it like when you leave Vegas, you're like, I'm ready to go. Yeah, that Alexis said that. She was like, if you told me I was staying for a couple more days, I wouldn't be upset, like, oh, we gotta you know, there's no flights for three days. She's like, I would have been fine with it, but I was ready to get home and see my dog and, you know, see, do get back to our routine and things like that. So yeah, we, we did a lot. So like we were constantly kind of on the move. So it wasn't like we laid on one beach for two weeks or anything. So I think she was, um, kind of getting ready to, to get back to the regular scheduled program. That's the problem I have when I go on vacations, I can't just disconnect, you know, there's always something for me to do technically Really, there's not, but there's always something for me to do. I, I make myself busy all the time, you know, and I miss my dogs and, the, you know, of course, all that kind of stuff that you've got really no control over. So anytime we go on vacation, maybe a couple of days into it, I'm like, cool. But then it gets to a point where I'm like, all right, I'm ready to get back to, to my life. You know, I need to have my stuff. I need to, you know, be able to wake up and have my this and have my that and have my this and stuff. So that's the problem I have. Yeah. Oh, and I was going to say, um, so we got um, SIM cards when we got there because you can like with Verizon, you can get like $10. It's like $10 a day or whatever. And you can have service there. But then if you're there for a couple weeks and a couple hundred dollars for each person. So we bought SIM chips there to, to have a grease number. We got for, what was it? 50 gig for 10 days for $12. Wow. Yeah. I was like, 
unreal. Like it was, it's so cheap. And then we, we had to like re up it and we needed like 10 more gig and it was like three bucks more or something. So I was like, I could be, it was actually faster to just upload my stuff on the four or five G than it was to be on Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi kind of sucked at the places we stayed, but the, just like the regular phone service was amazing. It was insane. Oh, they don't have that Elon Musk Wi-Fi, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That, um, was it uh, Starlink or whatever? Yeah. Starlink. Yeah. Wish they had yeah. that in, in where I'm at. <laughs> free <laughs> free Wi Fi. Just picked up a new Wi Fi tab. Because <laughs> that's what I need in my life. Uh, well, I'm glad you had a good time. The, I can't wait to see all the pictures. Uh, most of us are envious of your travels, and they're very, very cool. So it's a once in a lifetime oh, yeah, thing. Yeah, we had a great time. Yeah, and the, the first, the, so New Jersey, when you got back to New Jersey, we're staying the night. And we're like, oh, let's get some American food or whatever. Cause we've been eating Greek food like nonstop for two weeks, which is great. Like if you're going to Greece, you can eat very cheap, like a Euro typically in the U S it's, I don't know, like eight, nine bucks or something. If you're eating at a Greek restaurant, but like $3 there. So for, for lunch, we uh, get two euros, six bucks, like lunch every day. It was great. Um, but when we got back to the States, when we stayed in, um, in uh, Newark for the night, I was like, what do we do? And so I was, I got on my phone, we're laying in the hotel room and I go, I wonder if weed legal, weed is legal here. And I look it up. Oh yep, Sure is. There's a dispensary about 10 minutes from us. Really? So, yeah. So we called the Uber driver. Some guy picked us up and he's like, Hey, how you guys doing? You guys going to, Oh, the apothecary. All right. He's like, I know that place well. And so, <laughs> so he drives us to the, the dispensary. And then he goes, you know what? I'm going to grab a couple things too. So he parks and gets in line with us and comes into the dispensary. So the Uber guy got weed with us while we were there. That's funny. That's real funny. And then, so right after that, we, so we got the weed, got a couple joints. Then we go, um, cross the street, find a beer market. So get some good craft beer from New York, from, uh, this other half brewery. And then, uh, we order a pizza from an Italian place, go back there. So first thing I did when we get back to the States, weed, Beer, pizza, yeah, done. That's what you do. <laughs> Where are you guys coming in from? Egypt. You just need some weed and pizza, man. Just good to be back in the good old USA because tomorrow we'll be in Mexico. Yeah, Got to get our fix. <laughs> Got to get our fix of Jersey and before we get back to Playa del Carmen because that was part of our travels. You know, we go from Playa del Carmen to the, the, Washington, to the nation's capital to Greece um, and then to Egypt. But we really were looking forward to this stop in Jersey. That's that, that yeah. was that was the highlight of the entire trip. I think we're we're due for a Playa del Carmen trip. Um, it doesn't help when social media pops up. Hootie Fest is happening in Cancun. Yeah, did you see that? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I would I would really love to go, but I think we may have mentioned it before. But it's like about two thousand dollars a person. What? Yeah, all those festivals that they have in Cancun, you can't just buy a ticket to it. You have to stay at their all-inclusive resort for four days. Uh, yeah, that's how they get you. I mean, not to say it wouldn't be money well spent, but it's it's a little bit pricier than um, than just going to a concert. Although uh, Guns N' Roses is going to be here. Um, yeah, they're playing in Mexico like now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like next week or something like that. I saw that. But the, the rocks same. down. The, the rocks down there too, promoting Black Adam. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Somebody handed it to... And Britney Spears is in Playa del Carmen now. I don't know if you follow her on Instagram, but she's been posting videos going down uh, Fifth Ave and then also over on the beach being topless and rolling around naked. Really? Yeah. If you see Britney, you're going to say something to her? 
Yeah, I don't know what I'd say to her, but say my say say uh, my buddy knows you from back in the day. Oh, that's right. Yeah, say Buckethead. Yeah, like, say, I don't know if you yes. remember this guy. Um, you can you know what you can say. I don't know. She'd probably be cool with it. Say he's a friend of Chris Myers. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah, what was his, the place that he owned? The Rock Room. Well, he owned a couple, Rock, but the Rock Room. Yeah, was, but the Rock Room. That's what I was thinking of. But yeah, yeah. yeah, she took a picture with. Um, I don't know if you remember that Senior Frogs. It's on Fifth mm-hmm. that has like the the frog statue. She took a picture with a little frog statue. So I might go out there and recreate it and act like I'm hanging out with Brittany and tag her and say, "Hey, I will find you." <laughs> She's like, "I will find you first. I will get you, Brittany. I'm trying to chase you down." <laughs> If you see me, I'm walking a pug. She'll fall in love with the dog. So the dog will be a Uh-oh. good buffer. Yeah, totally. Because that's what she was doing with, um, in one of her videos, she loved, the, you know, the guy that has the little tiny monkey. Yeah. Um, uh, on Fifth Ave. Yeah, that's, uh, she was playing with the monkey. His name was Justin Bieber. Ooh, at least not Timberlake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would have been bad. That would have been weird. All right. Uh, well, the everything's better with fuck for this week. Uh, again, sponsored by Chef Erica Nicole day erica nicole day.com and if you're ready to start giving a fuck about your health then you want to go to erica nicole day.com experience culinary medicine consultant and private chef with medical and high-end restaurant background available for consulting on meal planning for weight loss helping with medical conditions or strict macros for bodybuilding fitness training etc it is in honor of both of our trips i'll explain here in a second whatever we do it's better with fuck. What? Everything's better with the fuck. This week's everything's better with fuck is this. It pays tribute to both of our trips. I took clips from the mummy. So I'm here visiting my mom and you went to the, you went to Egypt with mummies. So that's how I like, that's, I like it. That's that, a good connection. That, that's how I connected these two. All right. <laughs> Uh, since it's just me and you, you're going to be the sole judge. You know, Chuck, right. Chuck struggled with judging. He gave me a three on one of them. I said, oh, we don't geez. do threes. Thank you very much. You're not welcome back. Uh, so he finally caught on. Brandon kind of schooled him a little bit. So uh, this is inserting the F word uh, properly, hopefully, see how well I do, into the mummy. This is the Brendan Fraser mummy, not the Tom Cruise mummy. All right, here, I got four clips for you. Here's the first one. Ah! 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 A lot of action. A lot of action. I don't know if you can understand it. I could understand it when I did it. That sounded a little mumbled, but uh, did you hear it? Did you get your fucks in? Yeah, I think I heard it. it. I think it was good. It was a little hard to hear. Um, so I'm not going to let that take too much away from it, but I'll, I'll start off with a six. Okay, a six. There were two fucks in there. It's the second one. There you are. You could play the fuck. Come on, let's get out of here. Again, a lot of action. Gotta have to pick it up the fucks. There's a long fuck in there right before the dragon. Uh, if you got that, I think it was a dragon. Anyway, what do you got on that one? Yeah, I like that one better. And I think even the fuck kind of sounded like uh, Brendan Fraser. So, yeah. Um, 
So yeah, I'll go seven on that one. That was good. That was strong. That was a that was a well placed fuck over the noise in the background. I did that. It was well produced. All right, here's third one. Knowing my brother-in-law, he probably deserves whatever you're about to do to him. But this is my house. I have certain rules about snakes and dismemberment. Did you get that one? Little dialogue and some swords and some fucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think if I Yeah, I think I think I like the second one the best. Um so I'm gonna go back to a six on this guy. But yeah, the second one is perfect. Yeah. Well placed. Okay, here's the last one. Enough tricks! Where's your honor? Fuck! Like a man! Save save probably the best for last. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm going eight on that one. I think, I I don't know if I heard it wrong, but did he say fuck like a bear? Like a man. Fuck like a man. Okay. Yeah. Well, fuck like a man is even better. So, (laughs) yeah, I will go eight on that. That's definitely my favorite. Okay, here's that one again. Enough tricks! Where's your honor? Fuck! Like a bear! <laughs> Last week I made people feel in the room uncomfortable because I did uh, Mother Teresa. And the only thing I could, like, it's not like there, she's in a movie, so it was like all these documentary, docu- documentaries. And, uh, and, and I, it was like, Chuck was like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, I saw a lot of people commenting that the, it was the best one yet, and I, I didn't know what they were talking about, so that's really funny. Yeah, people that get it in the same sense of humor, they're like, oh, my God, that's the best one ever, you know, because you're rubbing people the wrong way when you throw religion into it. So, all right, uh, again, podcastthebs.com. Please get your tickets. Uh, please, please, please. Uh, I'd like to, by Monday, not have to stress out about making sure we're going to have a great turnout. I mean, we're going to have a good turnout. There's no doubt. As of right now, we have a good turnout. I want a great turnout. Like, you don't understand what I expect from us. Um, I expect huge. You know, I mean, I'm trying to throw you a party. I just need you to go, right? And, yeah, I need you to buy tickets, please. So uh, there's going to be a lot of cool stuff there. This is, this is going to be one for the books if we can pull it off. But we can't pull it off unless you go. So hopefully by this weekend, you'll have your plans all locked into place. Please don't wait until the last minute. Please, please, please. All right, Nate, got anything before we get out? Buy your tickets, podcast boards too, and happy Friday, fuckers. There you go. All right, have yourself a great and safe weekend. I know you're going to be doing some drinking. I understand. I get it. If you had too much, please don't get behind the wheel of a car. I've lost way too many friends like that. Don't want to lose you. Thanks for the support. Talk to you soon. Bye. Get off my lawn. It's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now. Please share, like, and support. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. Now, get out of here.